geekversus.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, everybody. And John. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Missed you today. Did you? Yeah. If I were you, I'd miss me too. You know, I haven't seen you all week. Yeah. I uh, I forgot to tell you guys this on air. Off mm-hmm. air, so I'll have to wait, but... Yeah, uh, I went, my wife took me to... Your wife. There we go. My wife took me to Atlanta this weekend um, for a Christmas present. We stayed in a hotel. It was nice. I fed your dogs. The answer to your mental question, (laughs) Sean, is yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Chris did feed my dogs. Yeah. At least once. (laughs) (laughs) Once. Wait, was I supposed to feed them twice? You fed them in the morning, right? Oh. Yeah. My bad. Well, you texted me the night before. You said you need me to no, come no, by. No, no, I in took the them. I let them out. Well, as long as you uh, let them out. That's yeah, fine. I was trying to. I was like, I was trying to remember. I was like, I'm pretty sure he just feeds them at night. No, it's okay uh, though. Okay, as long as they were not. Yeah, no, house, yeah, they cool. were. They were taken care of. As yeah. far as that, they they relieved their needs. Thank, thanks for nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> See if I ever again. And then we went to IKEA, which uh, did you buy something? Yeah, we did. Some furniture? It's amazing. No, we didn't buy any furniture, but uh, it's amazing how much stuff around our house I didn't re- house I didn't realize was from Ikea. Like she was, she took the dish towels um, mm. and bought new ones to replace the old ones. I'm like, we got those from here? Or we got that Tupperware from here? I hate this store, by the way. I love my wife, which is why we went to the store. But yeah, it's because it's store. Swedish. Ikea seems pretty cool, though. It's not... In fact, uh, there's a lot of like projects you can do with IKEA furniture. Yes, assembling it's half the fun. <laughs> no, it's not. I was about to say one of the first things we bought as a married couple was a was that uh, big bookshelf in I the dining that. room. Yeah, yeah, I know that. We almost got divorced <laughs> during the <laughs> during the assembly of that thing. He's like calling. John's because, calling me. He's like, I'm moving back in, Chris. But, <laughs> You're coming. Um, yeah. So it's like because it's like um, this. How do you? The instructions are translated by a Swedish person who uses English the way they think it's supposed to sound. If yeah, that makes sense, it does. And you're, yeah. so you're looking at it, going, huh? "I don't think you. I don't think you know what this word means." <laughs> I, uh, but anyway, this weekend, I've almost I, apparently. I'm the one person you don't want to put things together with in my household. <laughs> I don't know when that happened. Um, but people run when it's time to put stuff together and I feel kind of bad about it now and isolated because it goes back to where I thought we were all together. Mm-hmm. So my, my expectation of, of, you know, what's going on so you can help me out better than you are mm-hmm. was existent. And then, then it turns into <laughs> F bombs left and right. And what are you doing? <laughs> Fine. Then just leave. I got it. Don't worry about it. We didn't chew each other out when we made that bike. No, we were good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't ever ask me to make another thing, though. <laughs> Please. So, yeah. So, that's funny. That that thing. I wonder why that is, because I bet you we're not the only people yeah. who have problems putting things together with spouses. 
I think they they both want to be right. Well, or when whatever. my wife is explaining your wife, wife, when my wife is explaining your wife, wife <laughs> stop saying it. When Clarissa is explaining there something to me at all, I'm always scared to ask for clarification because I always assume that by default uh-huh. I'm the idiot. You are, and I don't mean that in the sense of like. Just you are the husband, therefore you are the. I mean, like when it comes to you and Clarissa, you're the idiot. Yeah. See, I know he means that as a backhanded compliment of your wife's really smart. Your she wife. Is. Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't make me dumb. No, you're not dumb, buddy. You're it's good. okay. Do you want a lollipop? Yes, please. <laughs> Remember when you went through the bank and they gave us lollipops back when we were kids? Yes. When did that? What stop? the heck happened? They were know. still doing it when I was there. That was, was that like, big old dude, that was like 15 fire. years ago almost. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> there you go, listeners. We said it all. There. We got all of our isms out. Yeah. <laughs> Richard. Wait, wait, Richard. Bastard. Richard. <laughs> oh, and we went to, so we went to the AMC theater to see Star Wars at the Phipps Mall. Mm-hmm. In, Phipps. The, in the Hotlanta? Yeah, and I and being in that Phipps Mall mm-hmm. made, me, made me understand if I never understood before, that I am really poor. Mm-hmm. Because they've got... Um, rich people mall. They've got rich... Oh, man. I went rich. to the Mall of Georgia, and I got DJ money, so I'm good. Well, yeah, but that's kind of got the... It's got a mix between the American Eagles and then the... What is that store? Dude, it's got an Apple store. J.C. Penney. It does have an Apple store. No, not J.C. Penney. Yeah. What is that store? Uh, shoot. Sears. Nordstrom's. Yeah. Ah, yes. Nordstrom's. Yeah. Nordstrom's. <laughs> Nor- Nordstrom's. They got the Nordstrom's. If something is marked down at Nordstrom mm-hmm. at 70% off, it's still $400. you're still paying 500 bucks. <laughs> that's true. This is ridiculous. This is accurate. Oh, that's funny. That's why you go to Amazon, right? Well, this was a, yeah, exactly. Amazon rules the world. Don't they? They do. Mm. They Literally, they do. <laughs> but uh, you have a good trip? I did. That's good. Nice. I know you're very excited about this trip. We jumped in a couple of Uber cars, and the first, our first Uber said, you. "Our first Uber said, Who is this guy? Yeah, my wife is a your, your wife, wife is a. <laughs> We're saying a record. So we get in the Uber car, and and the, and the driver goes. So this is my first day. Um, what does this mean up here? No way. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> can we get out now? <laughs> we were already of all the Uber drivers, but it's cool. Uber's in. cool though if you've never done it, uh, because you don't you don't have to exchange money. You yeah. don't have to give that man his money. His money. And you can totally ruin his career by giving him bad ratings when you get out of the car without him knowing. Then we, and then our second Uber <laughs> driver was an older gentleman, and he was telling us a story about how he was a pilot on the side, and he actually one time dumped someone's ashes over the Phipps Mall. Oh, dang. We got really uncomfortable. I bet. Did but he, it was really cold. Was he, was he asked to do that? Like as a oh yeah, he was asked to do that. Okay, it wasn't like dextering people, and that's where he puts the bodies, right? <laughs> I love that dextering people. <laughs> no. See, Chris Dexter is. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, Mine Hunter is. <laughs> yeah, I need it's to watch game. that. It's in my queue. Yeah, yeah, it's in the queue. It's key. It's key. Very good show. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very good. Mm. Very good. So originally. This is when, this is listen carefully, listeners. This is how Chris is going to tell you we lied to you without yes, you getting mad yes. at us. Uh, we were going to talk about divinity. Oh, kind of did. Yeah, we did. I we forgot did. that we told him we yeah. were going to do this. No, we 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 said we were going to talk about divinity original sin two. Uh, which you know, for those who are wondering, 
solid, <laughs> solid. It's a very solid game if you like Baldur's Gate RPGs uh, and you have Steam. Totally worth picking up. There's tons of customization. There's tons of different character and class types for you to go out there. And there's really cool, interesting side missions and a lot of variety as you play it. And on top of that, it also has an ability to kind of do some classic D&D type stuff where you can set up your own type of game master setting for for an area if you want to do those kinds of things. So, Is it uh, an RTS? It is. The way that Mario yes. Rabbids or XCOM is an yes, RTS? Yes, it is RTS style. Um but kind of classic RPG. Very, very hard, too, combat-wise. Oh. Uh, it's taken me a lot to, to learn all those systems of how they work. What, um, and what game beat out the other games for best strategy game this year? Or the game uh, I believe XCOM. No, it was Mario Plus Rabbids. Oh, well, that's terrible. Kingdom Battle, baby. <laughs> you know, PR helps. Um, <laughs> but anyways. Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo. We were going to talk about that, but then... We uh, also, of course, I think like everyone in the world, apparently this week, because I was looking. Um, so over the last month, Justice League has made $219 million in one weekend in the U.S. alone. <laughs> Star Wars The Last Jedi made $220 million. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we, of course, all joined in on that. And we we uh, it came very apparent very quickly that we do have some very diverse opinions on this movie. Um, so we're going to change it around. We're going to actually jump ship and go talk about an awesome film that we love because you know what? It's but we can tie it Christmas. into it. We can, it, we can tie yeah. it into a video game. Battlefront two. Sure. Yeah. That, uh, that's tied in. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, you, you remember next week for sure is going to be the awesome Christmas music spectacular. I have to put that together. Divinity Edition or something. Divinity Edition? Point oh. I'll put some music in. That game does have good music. <laughs> are, but, we, uh, are we spoilery? We will. I don't, um, I don't know if I can so, stay around that long and there's going to be some... I'm going to be fine. It's, it's hard to talk about this, ga- this game. This movie this without movie spoiling. Without yeah. getting specific. So what we're going to do is we'll do news first yeah. for those who, if for God, somehow you have not gone seen this movie. I think regardless, you should just... If you're interested, you should go check it out, right? I think yeah, we all agree with that. Like, yeah. at least go to a matinee. I, I actually know several people who haven't seen it yet. It's really, yeah, I know a couple that way too. And I'm like, yeah, what, I think we know the doing? same people who yeah. haven't seen it. And you're going, what, what the, the heck? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, I mean, Ryan Leaf hasn't seen it, but Ryan Leaf ha- hates anything that's not Final Fantasy. So it's, I don't expected. even think he went to the Final Fantasy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ball dropped. Uh, <laughs> Did that come to theaters? I thought those yeah. were. I, it was at the theater back when I worked at the theater. I went to that. Alec Baldwin, lead character. Yeah. Not, yeah. not really. Right? Like, not in the movie, but his voice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was his voice. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so we'll do the news first, which definitely doesn't have an item of discussion in there that could also be a topic to itself. Uh, and then afterwards, we will go into the topic, which will be Star Wars The Last Jedi. And we will. Have Sean do his patented spoiler warning for you. And we'll get into it, and maybe we'll scream, but maybe we'll laugh. I don't think we'll scream. I think that's over, man. We might laugh. We might <laughs> We might hug. We may cry. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, and and then and then we'll take a little bit of time off till uh, Christmas. And in yeah, the New Year's, you'll get, you'll get a new episode next week, which will be the music one. And then the week after that, we will be off because all three of us here will be watching football. And it's the New Year's Day that we would right. normally record. Yeah. We're just going to chill. Yeah. And then we'll be back 
John just had an epiphany. On January 11th, I believe that's when you get the next new show because... Sure, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, and I believe that should be our best of 2017 show. That's usually what we do the first episode back. So For new listeners, that doesn't mean we're going to play clips of all of our year stuff that we've talked about. No. It'll be a live show where we talk about the things we consider the best of 2017. Yeah. And I have to finish all the games I think are the best of the year. <laughs> I've already thought that too. I'm so happy we have a break. Oh, oh that's funny. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to the news then, right? Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 Man, yo, came in okay. Harmony. Two weeks in a row. Destiny 2, a holiday event. Destiny 2 is giving a dose of holiday cheer by introducing snowball fights, the return of mayhem mode, weekly milestone rewards, event-specific gear, and more. Bungie confirmed that they are bringing a special event called The Dawning, which will last from December 19th through January 9th. The event will feature exclusive exotic and legendary gear, social space decorations, special Dawning Ingrams, and gift-giving quest. The tower and farm will be festively decorated. Also, players will be able to to loot piles of snow and pelt their friends and strangers with snowballs. Much like, like much like other games wow. we play, yeah. yeah. Um, I love when whatever holiday it is, they they tie in the holiday Fortnite mm-hmm. and the pumpkins and the uh, well. Right the, now, actually, on their uh, the bus has got a big Christmas yeah, tree and everything, just chilling on it. And uh, they finally <laughs> released like where you can get outfits and everything, and like. Jeff right now currently looks like a gingerbread man, and there's another episode that straight out looks like Buddy the Elf. And I love so. that. I love when 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 the games take the time to because that is it ties into what's really going on into your video game world. I think it's cool. Uh, Destiny did did something very similar to this last year, and it worked. Mm. It's fun. It's just like when Wild, like you said, Wild does it. Yeah, Fortnite does everyone's it. it. I mean, Overwatch. It's super cool. So if you're a Destiny fan, you probably already know about this, but it's mm. good, like Chris said, it's going to go on through the beginning of the new year. So enjoy. Pelt somebody like Elf with snowballs. I'm sure Adam and uh, Adam and Tate will just. That's I can just imagine. Yeah, they already, they're up till 10, a, 10 p.m. every <laughs> every day, just telling each other with snowballs and laughing. I uh, got. I want. I need to watch that movie again. That has one. Buddy really the Elf. It's Elf. Buddy the Elf. Has one of the funniest scenes in cinematic history. When? He arrives in New York. Mm-hmm. He looks up at the building or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he festively, <laughs> casually walks forward. And, gets and the car just sort of bloop. <laughs> <laughs> he just falls onto the hood. That it's, so, it's so beautiful. And, and it's not violent. It's like no, bloop. It's, it's for comedic. Comedic purpose only, and it's great. We can we can make snow angels and hold hands. <laughs> do you, do you, just him pouring that sugar and, and everything that sugar syrup. into his uh, his cereal or yeah. spaghetti, whatever it was. Yeah. There's four major food groups. Do you um candy, candy canes, candy, candy corn. corn, and syrup? <laughs> do you uh? Is that not a staple in the household of oh, a yeah. Baron? Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh whenever Aiden leaves. Mm-hmm. For the week to go to his dad's house, I go, bye, buddy. Yeah. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> bye, buddy. That's Mr. Norwalk. Bye, Mr. Norwalk. I, I disclosed, uh, there was a, there's a lot of people who poll the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And the one that tops it a lot is It's a Wonderful Life. Makes sense. I let, we had lunch at work the other day, got it with a big group, and I let the table know that I've never seen that movie, John. 
What? I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, but I have seen Elf oh, a gajillion times. I've seen Die, Die Hard a gajillion it's, times because it's, it's a Christmas uh, movie. It is a Christmas movie. That is a have Christmas seen, classic. You've seen Christmas Vacation, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Several, like tons of times. All the Santa think, Claus movies. Yeah. I've seen Miracle on 34th Street, but never It's a Wonderful Life. I think everyone should watch It's a Wonderful Life at and least then, once. And then I got the eye from several people when I said I would prefer to watch it in the colored version not the black and white. I'm just not a fan of black and white movies. I'm getting the eye again. There's the eye. <laughs> the I saw. Is there a colored version? Yeah, on the on the new I've release, the anniversary edition. There's a color. Uh, what was it called? Technicolor or whatever. Yeah, like just, a color enhanced. It wouldn't bother me. That's awful. <laughs> Wait, that's the voice of the guy. Yeah, Clarence is out. Hi, Clarence. Out. It's out. I have a poem. Mr. Potter, man. <laughs> uh, so only should, only Christmas movie to feature falling in a pool. So there's that. You know, whoever thought that, right? What's the uh, only Christmas movie to show a a lamp that looks like a leg? That would be a Christmas story. It would be Chris. Yeah, there is a tradition in my in my household growing up of a movie we would watch every Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Planes, trains, and automobiles. We used to watch the Clint Eastwood marathon. Because my dad's a man. <laughs> You've never seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Oh, I love that movie. Have you seen it, yeah. Sean? No. Oh, man. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Our um, tradition on Thanksgiving is the parade of Macy's. Oh. Macy's Thanksgiving our, Day Parade. For Christmas, our tradition is... And a, football. Um, yes, of course. For real. <laughs> uh, our tradition for Christmas is... Uh, a Christmas story, but the idea, of course, since it's on TBS or was it TNT one? TBS, two? yeah, yeah, for twenty four hours, it's just on. You never actually sit down and watch, watch it. it. <laughs> you watch parts of it throughout <laughs> the day. Right. By the time it's over, <laughs> exactly, you've seen, you've seen, seen the movie, so yep. you've never watched it from beginning to end. I have, like when I was a kid, but definitely not in the last ten, fifteen years. <laughs> that's so perfect. That's exactly what we do. MPD numbers. Here we go <gasps> for November. Going back to its roots. Seemed to be the right call for the latest entry of Call of Duty. The game topped the charts for the month of November. Furthermore, Call of Duty World War II is now the best-selling game of 2017. Your top ten in order are Call of Duty World War II, Star Wars Battlefront II, Assassin's Creed Origins. There it is. NBA 2K18, Madden NFL 18, Super Mario Odyssey, FIFA 18, Need for Speed, Payback, Destiny 2, and Pokemon Ultra Sun. For November, your top selling console was the PS4, followed by Xbox One, which drove its highest, I guess, like, it made the most money, like, out technically, like, dollar-wise, but did not sell the most units. And I'm guessing the idea is, of course, because they had a $500 console. <laughs> the X definitely <laughs> that did, yeah, that they didn't say. Um, and then Switch was third. Uh, so, I guess that is the end of the streak. That's not too surprising, though. I think, like I said, well, it didn't say it didn't say that uh, Switch was third. It just sort of the the article just kind of gave caveats to each one. Now mm-hmm. it did say PlayStation was the best selling, but it it didn't say Xbox came in second. So I, they didn't say which one came in second. The one I saw did, but that's a different. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I it, for the whole month that makes sense. Yeah. Now. I will say people are like, Star Wars Battlefront is second, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, uh, they also released the rolling 10 or like, you know, the best selling games for, as John said, the top one right now is Call of Duty. Not on that list at all. Star Wars Battlefront 2. So there is definitely, if you're wondering, you know, where the drop is, yeah, like 
it, you know, that game is suffering. Well, right we're, now. like I said, we're at the end of December and this was the total of November. So there's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's a little delay, but we just like to give you these numbers. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, ba- Battlefront, Battlefront 2, there's an article posted today on playawaypodcast.com by your boy about, oh, by Battlefront your, by your 2, boy and about EA in general. It's entitled EA is not the problem. You are. Oh. Course so go check it out on player playerwaypodcast.com by your boy Jonathan. It's a shameless plug. Chris. Yeah, right. I, I mean, like it. Do though. we ever see that ever? smile? Look at that cheese. Yeah. Look at that cheese. I'm gonna start up new ventures just so I can I'm a writer. It's yeah. what I do. Are you? <laughs> I'm a writer. I write. Just because you it's have a blog. <laughs> and I'm sure Sean would be happy to post it to Twitter so everybody Ooh. can enjoy it. And this is when he asked me on the side to do it. I didn't, and now it's in the public ear that now I have to do it. He's a good man at what he does. It's okay if I come back and delete that tweet. <laughs> so that way you can say you did it, but it's just magically. Goes, I don't know where it went, John. It was there and, uh, and now it's gone. I don't understand what happened. <laughs> 10 million strong for your Nintendo Switch. Nintendo has now sold 10 million units worldwide in the first nine months on the market. Nintendo expects the Switch to sell 14 million by the end of March. In retrospect, the Wii U only sold 13 million <laughs> units in four years. So uh, that's, that's right, definitely right? That's, the, that's four years, right? I'm not off on that. Yeah, I no. think you're right. I think you're right. That's hilarious and Either way, sad. And it only sold 13 million. That's all we really need to talk forever. about. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I bought it twice. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Um, <laughs> I did too. Technically. Yeah. The one thing I'm interested in this, uh, I want to know what the, and I don't think they would ever give this to you because they don't have to. Uh, they're just going to give you the number because that's really in the end what matters. I want to know like how much they're selling in the U.S. and how much is selling like in in Asia because I would imagine He's like big on that. well I I would imagine like this console to me screams Japan and screams like that Asian market because they're so mobile and taking everything on the go it really appeals to them what what a racist way to look at this okay this no. is only for Japanese people it, it, that really, that, that's, that's really, really big. He technically didn't say Japanese people. He didn't, yeah, did he? he yeah, said, said Asian. Asian. I'm yeah. going to step back and Your let you Your racist mind yeah. went to yeah. Japan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I meant Chinese people, Indonesian people. Indonesian. Um, Name them all Viet, now. Vietnamese. 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 Yes. Vietnamese. <laughs> the, the people of South Korea. Yo, get on Vietnamese and do this. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, I, I think we should move on. So I'm the one who's racist. <laughs> well, because it sounded like you said get on your knees. Vietnamese. No, no, okay. Um, I'm interested in that because obviously in the end, Nintendo should do what sells consoles and makes them money. But at the same time, I'm like, well, where's the focus going to be? Because, um, you know, it it very well might be like for them, the American market is this thing and that's cool, but it might be like, Hey, we're going to go after this market that really these other two companies aren't focusing on they're focusing on the american market mm-hmm. it feels like. we don't but we don't know if they're it feels like it from our perspective of being in america and seeing what we see um but i'm pretty sure that people over there have playstations because i play with them <laughs> yeah, they definitely have them in russia <laughs> and i'm also certain they have xboxes not as many but they're definitely over there. on the uh japan's yeah Definitely yeah. not there. Because the, the, the Monster Hunter people are definitely going to be on their PS4s when that game comes out. That's probably true. That's probably true. Though, how many would like it on the go? That's a question to ask. I don't know if I'd like it on the go, Chris. Ooh. You know, there's some things in concept that are great, right? Like yeah. yogurt on the go. It's called Gogurt. <clears throat> right? 
I don't like gogurt, Chris. I want a spoon and I want to mix up my fruit in it. All right. I, I prefer it to be. Uh, <laughs> can you get Greek gogurt? I'll do that. I don't think you can get Greek gogurt. I could be completely wrong, but somewhere so, like the VP of gogurt right now, he's like, this is totally unfactual. The gogurt, the gogurt seems marketed to the young people. You know what I mean? True. How did we get on gogurt? Because it gets the people going. Reference, good stuff. Yep. Watch the throne, Chris, and let's do this. Uncharted series has now passed 41 million. Wow. In sales. Night Dog's landmark adventure series has now reached the milestone of 41.7 million units sold since 2007. Sony made the announcement during the 10th anniversary panel at PSX. It clarified these sales include the handheld games as well as the release of the remastered Nathan Drake collection. The figure indicates that the series has now sold 13 million units in the past 18 months alone since it sold 28 million units in May of 2016. I'm wondering, yeah, like how they're saying it's included because I remember they had that like period there when PlayStation was really selling big where that came bundled with the console. So that definitely would yep. help inflate they your numbers. Did. <laughs> yeah, it could. But good well, for them. But I, as a matter of fact, I think my first PlayStation that I bought, uh, what was it, the PlayStation 2 or 3 that had the first Uncharted in it? 3. So when we bought uh, that PlayStation, it was bundled with Uncharted. Really? And that's why I bought that system, and there was a Metal Gear Solid game also coming out very soon. I definitely got mine because I had heard about Uncharted, but really I wanted to play Uncharted 2. That was my big thing. What? I mean, like... Playing oh, a, oh, when you when, bought Uncharted 2 was already a thing. It, it was like, like it was new. coming. Yeah, it was okay. coming. So I, I went like, ahead and yeah, you could get the bundle like, that came with the future. Uh, How did you? It know came that? with a bundle with Uncharted. So I was like, okay, Uncharted 2 is coming in like a month. Let me get this. I'll play that game and then I'll go play Uncharted 2. And then I beat Uncharted 2 and then I turned around and immediately started a replay of that game and played it straight through again on the same weekend because I love that game. That game's terrible. John, can you hold on for a second? I mean, Sean, I have to step outside. Hold music. It's not, it's, it's not terrible, but it's, it's a, no Uncharted 3. Oh. See what I did You're there? right. It's better. So I throw a little trolling salt out there. Yeah, I know. Salt. 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 Salt in the color red. Moving on. I was singing uh, Margaritaville. What were you doing? Talking about Nino Cooney, yeah, two were. that was delayed. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. The release of Nino Cooney 2 Revenant, uh, Revenant Kingdom has been delayed. Fans of the original who were looking forward to the style will have to wait an additional whopping two weeks. It will now have a worldwide release of March 23rd, 2018. Akiro Hino, president and CEO nice. of Level 5, said the delay would give the team a bit more time to make sure the entire Nino Kuni 2 experience meets our highest quality standards. This is the third delay for the game that is originally slated to come out in November 10, 2017. Any of you guys want to play Nino Kuni 2? I've always, I was curious about the original. I was too. I remember, uh, I've heard good things. I think I've me and Ryan things. Leaf were really thinking about possibly playing it. That back sounds in the like, day. that sounds like that's up his alley. Yeah. I could see that. I could too. He only plays one game though now. That's the way. That In fact, goes. if he played it, I would veto both of you and have him on the show to talk about it. Dang, because people really care about this, this. This is the first game. Ryan, how is this game? It's, it's good. It's good game. It's good game. It's good game. It's got the Ninos and the Coonies in it, the- <laughs> and uh, this is the second one of those. 
it's good. The DVD release that comes with it is uh, very, very top notch. Uh, it's huge. Strategy guide's hard to follow. Yeah, <laughs> but I like the, I like the hundred percent games because that's what I do. They got these things called Does Korok. I have a problem letting go. Yeah. They got these things called Korok seeds. I only need 190 of them, but I went ahead and got all 485. <laughs> Didn't need it. Did, did, it. did I mention I like the 100% games? Yeah. I got a completed a game to its completion. I got to tell you, I, I, when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I actually started focusing on mm-hmm. the Korok seeds. Mm-hmm. Man, that is an exercise in the mundane. It really is. You can stay with it for a few hours where you're like, oh, cool. But after a while, it's just, it's amazing how you don't realize that they are literally everywhere. Yeah. And they just, really are. But you get into a habit of looking for you know what? certain stone structures or thing, and you completely miss. This man print off maps. Yeah. And was checking them off. That's yeah. how dedicated he was. But now, That's we, what I was doing. now we could have a motorcycle to get us around faster. Oh, God. I'm so stoked about this. I want this motorcycle inside me. And that doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't. You want to be on that motorcycle. That's what I said. And riding it. (laughs) (laughs) Why why don't you just go play it then? Then you could have the motorcycle. Was it already out? It's It's been out. It came out. I know. That was... But you... I don't think you can play it in the main game, which is crap. What? I don't think you can. I think it's specific to the DLC. What? Yeah. 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 Suck Uh, it, Link. I'm out. Burns copy of of <laughs> Breath of the Wild and his Switch. He's at like, least, I'm out. At least I totally still have done. my copy. I'm glad you said copy. Copy. At least no copy. I, hey, <laughs> hey. At least I beat mine. A Drop lot. and walks away. It's good. Yeah. He has. I a, could, He has an annoying point. I could beat mine if I put it on easy too. Oh. There is no easy <laughs> mode in that game. <laughs> Some but still, you're like, it's ha, ha, still. Ha, ha, jokes on you. There is no easy mode. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh man! Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Speaking of Japan, yes, Capcom has announced a massive compilation of Street Fighter games is on its way to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I marking did this just for him. <laughs> the 30th anniversary of the series. The game is set for May 18. 2018. The game will include 12 games, including the original Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street, <laughs> Street Fighter 2, or ah, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 3 Second Impact, and Street Fighter 3 The Third Strike. And which one is your favorite? I would go with uh, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. I'd go Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition. Ooh. Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, that was the Sega version, right? Sega. Because on the Super NES, it was Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I can't remember. I do. Man. They just, they're all. My point being is with all the Street Fighter 2s, I just, I do, it would just make sense for them to pick the one with. The definitive. The definitive uh, one. And I think the definitive one was Super Street Fighter 2. Look, these are like but 10 it wasn't bit, called Turbo. These are like 10 bit files on a PC that just says Capcom I and know. they just poured them on the disk. There's little bitty, you know, little things from each one that somebody would be mad at if they left yeah. it out. So they just said, here, have it all. Here, yeah. here you go. Shut up. Will you buy it to relive that? Uh, uh Street on, Fighter 2. It depends on how much it is. Did I, they say? I, they haven't. They did not. I bet you it's like a 39 or 49 at the most, don't you? 
Yeah, maybe. I never got. I never played the alphas, um, and I always heard they were pretty good. People do like them. So, PUBG creator on Copycat Games. PUBG. This is uh This is interesting. Following the copying of other games for the Battle Royal design, Brendan Green, aka Player Unknown. Uh, wants to see better protection from copycat games. Quote, I want other developers to put their own spin on the genre, not just lift things from our game. There's no intellectual property protection games. In movies and music, there's an IP protection, and you can really look at look after your work. In gaming, that doesn't exist yet, and it's something that should be looked into. You know, that isn't an interesting point, no matter, you know, because he's right, like, Everyone famously remembers Vanilla Ice put out Ice Ice Baby and then got sued by Queen because that little beat at the beginning is obviously a sample sample. under pressure. It's definitely a sample when he tried to say, no, mine does this. I didn't know that there wasn't protection for IPs and things of that nature in the video game world. I don't know why I didn't know that. I just figured you can't just go copying things or doing things with that I think are just like something else. I want to say there's like copyright as far as because you know characters like you can't just go put Mario out there and do your thing with it. But I guess in theory, yeah, if you wanted to, you could make a game about um, a plumber that jumps around a world that has explanation points and collects gold stars. And, well, I don't even think he's and talking jumps about into this. red pipes. It know? sounds like he's talking about game design and mechanics. No, I'm taking systems I think, that I think he's, he's built. He's because uh, I mean, this all started with. Yeah, I'm with assuming Fortnite. he's talking about Fortnite, talking about yeah, sure. the system, not this, not the story, not the characters, not this guy looks too similar to Mario. I mean, he's talking about the idea of what would about, about a platformer. Yeah, you can't make a platformer because we I don't know if he, rights no, to a platformer. I don't think he's going like that. No. He's saying, yeah, I don't think it's too for right. like for instance in his game, he's like, look. You shouldn't be able to make a game where basically if you're going to do a battle royale game, you get onto a plane or some sort of thing. You jump out of it. You crash onto an island after you load from a separate island. And then a mysterious wall pushes you in closer every couple of minutes as you collect guns and armor. Dude, which is yeah, basically but, but exactly s- what Fortnite okay, but, is. But yeah. I don't think you can say you don't own the concept of landing on an island. Sure. Okay, but you do you. But I, but I think what he gets at is the concept of the mechanic, which is the wall pushing you in. Well, yeah, the and concept, the, the of design of the game. Yeah, the battle the royale. John, the I, not, John, not I'll the tell you this, John. If you played PUBG, and that was your game for a little while, <clears> and then this game Fortnite came out with a battle royale, so you were like, let's go check it out. It would amaze you how much like PUBG the game is, but different with its. Um, the way it looks and kind of plays, it's a little different, but everything is is like, can they do this? Yeah, it is that sense. Like, it's an interesting point, but yeah, it, it's like if we if this type of thing was in place, would I be playing Prey and Bioshock because it copied things from System Shock? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's like there's. I kind of to well, me, I don't, I don't, I sympathize with what he's saying, but yeah. I think there's a fine line. It's going to be like threading a needle, it's and just, I think that's why people haven't really tackled it because it's really hard to to challenge in court the concept of intellectual property. Mm-hmm. You have the right to a to an island. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of an island and people landing on it, that's kind of hard to push in a court of law. Now, the wall pushing you in, mm. that's a game design. You can so, maybe push that. So I guess the question is, would you be 
averse to a person coming up and saying, okay, I have an idea for a game. I've mapped out. It's completely, you know, it is a new original entity. There's just nothing out here like this, which was kind of like when this game hit what it felt like, right? And you go to the IP office and you go ahead and you register this as a trademark. And now that's yours. And this is your thing. And it's like in the future, guess what? If you want to make that type of game, that's fine. But you need to get his approval and you need to give him his cut of the share, which is like, I think that's a point to like, make you know and yeah maybe you could argue like hey look yeah nintendo kind of invented the platformer mm-hmm. and you know the 2d platformer and you could argue then maybe but if you the, have to get permission there so yeah. you could you can argue on both sides i agree and like, at the same there. token if we if we had that kind of system in place mm-hmm. would we have super meat boy maybe not what would the world be like without super meat boy you could argue <laughs> funny i i seriously think this his, mm-hmm. his, his whole issue started with how much like Fortnite is like pubg for for yeah. real, well, it's that, crazy. And, fact, and he's how many games? Them. Yeah, how many like, games do I play a year that are that are copycats of Symphony of the Night and Metroid? Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. I a, see it's what a you're design. saying, dude. I think my and it, like, I think it. I think this. <laughs> sorry, go ahead, man. I think like the. I'm with him on where his issue is with a, a Fortnite because it's this idea of yeah. I literally pay this company to use their engine. Yeah. And now they are literally taking the game I made and their game, which they originally put out back in June, which wasn't really being purchased by anyone. They looked at mine and said that thing's getting, you know, up to was it 20 million people now? And he's charging 30 bucks. We could put this out for free. Sure. And everyone will jump on board. And it's been proven. I mean, it's not as popular as PUBG, but I, I can tell you after it's playing it now. Well. Yeah. After playing now for a good bit, like you never have a problem finding a game, you know, whenever yeah, you're playing. It's fun there. from what I hear. So yes. It is I a fun don't know game. that it's fun. I sympathize with this problem. Yeah. So I, I can understand where you're like. He has a very unique set, which is why I think he's like he was never upset at. Grand Theft Auto or these other people who found ways to do a similar mode, but incorporated into their world versus the here where it's like literally yeah, the, the only thing that got carried over was the building mechanic. Really? Right. I just know that PUBG doesn't deserve game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to make it number one. I didn't want to make it number one. Yeah, don't look at me one. like that. Fred Durst. It's going to be number one. It has to be. Yeah. Team up. It's going down. Sorry, John. You just got survivored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overwatch adds in-game notifications for bans. Players can expect improvements to player report systems with the Winter Wonderland event patch, such as Penny squeaking her toy. <laughs> players that have reported someone for toxic behavior will receive an in-game notification when the report results in a ban. Players will also be notified in-game if they have reported, been reported and warning may be sent. If the illicit behavior continues, there's there also may be no warning for a silent suspension or permanent ban when it takes place. The one thing I like about Blizzard mm-hmm. is that they know you how have to the choice of races no. or Oreo. Or... <laughs> I go Heath. It's, it's nice. Um, Butterfinger. Butterfinger's oh, good too. Good Oreos. Way. Oreos probably a classic. But That's the classic. Yeah. Sometimes um, I just want it plain. Right. Mm. No, never. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they're going to be people when I say this, they're like, no, I've been banned for no reason at all, man. They, for the majority of, of the things they do with the account restrictions and the bans, mm-hmm. they're pretty fair and they've gotten continually better. Sure. 
I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who who has a pretty long ban on his WoW account, and he he kind of deserved what did Josh it. Josh D do <laughs> not him, no, no. And he kind of when he, he told me he did, he was like, it. I deserved it. He's like, I I could go make a new. I've actually got accounts, you know, that are like level fives, but I've yeah. got ten. What is his first and last name? No. Uh, so for, for Ryan Lee. With, no. With that said. Uh, I don't necessarily, I would prefer how, you know, at the end it says there could be no warning. Yeah. I, I kind of want to know what I'm up against. Like if I got arrested, tell me what my charges are. Like, you know what I mean? looking like Fortnite, right? right? Yeah. Apparently you can get banned for team killing in that game. Oh. And I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, how often does it happen where you just <laughs> accidentally shoot one of your teammates? Well, there's a. And then like <laughs> someone going to go report you for getting banned? Which is funny. Because uh, there is a person on your your dedicated four man oh roster, my God, uh, that I was a white knight for, which I will never be a white knight for again. <laughs> uh, who is known for that? So uh, I was uh, I was on my knees, John. Uh, I was clutching the life. Gee. And friend of the show, <laughs> Mike uh, Mike Slade comes, and he's coming to pick me up. He, he looks like he's coming to pick me up. And he stares over my body. <laughs> he stares over my body and yeah. he hesitates for a second. Is this in game? This is in game. This is and a he real stares story. Down me and I'm reaching out. I'm like, help me. When your guys look, like, looks the like light that, is getting bright. You know, the end is nar for Chris. And all of a sudden, he just takes his shotgun out and shoots me point blank in the face. And then he goes, Chris, where are you at? I need to get you out. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You just killed me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so he didn't know that was you. Yeah, and everyone, so everyone on the says, team just looked at him and like. It's, it's funny because he's known for uh, being a team killer. He is. He's got a reputation. And I and it <laughs> poor, never poor Mike. Up until that point, <laughs> it never happened with me. So I'd been defensive <laughs> for him, and then I was just like, "Oh no, oh no, you're we, screwed." What game is this? Fortnite. Fortnite. We oh, okay. we played uh, Call of Duty on the hardcore mode, and hardcore means if, if whatever you shoot, yeah, you it die. dies. Yeah, and there was. There was a, we have a, a guy who people were getting mad at for doing that. And it's like, it ha- it's so fast paced. It happens. Sure. Fortnite is not so fast paced. You should no. figure it out. Um, I'm wondering the things that Overwatch will ban you for. I know it's illicit behavior. I hope sure. it's not well, team like, killing. Cause sometimes there's some, I don't think you, you can't, you can't, can, right? Yeah. I was going to say, cause there is some stuff going on in front of you sometimes. It's just crazy. Well, I mean, you could do when the payload's coming I'm and things of that nature. Things you could do to like troll your teammates would be like, or other putting, players playing as May. And all of a sudden, oh, putting up a wall in a corner oh, on someone, like he, she can create a huge wall of ice it's, that you just it's can't so get around. Yeah. It's, 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 well, I, I'm, my, my, does this would be for people who actually play this game? So I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah. Does, does I, I'm it's bothered, half off right now? By I'm the way. bothered by the. It is. I'm bothered by the word toxicity. Oh, that's a great word because I can go online on Facebook and make a post about my support of the second amendment and somebody can come back at me and say, you're very toxic. It well, you're be, a toxic person. It wouldn't be like that. It's more of, because that word is so dare I say problematic because it, it's very vague. What do you determine is toxic? I think it's, it's more me of, calling you a booger eating bed wetter is not toxic. It's more of like on PC uh-huh. where, you know, there really isn't, <laughs> More people on PC don't use uh, TeamSpeak type things. They just actually use in-game chat in there. 
and yeah, there are a lot of just what I would call toxic players where they just get on there and they shout obscenities and racist things. Yeah, and, you don't, and, you know, just, just things that I mean, like don't they don't even know who you are. They're just like, they're 13 year old kids coming up and they're, they're calling you the N word. They're calling you, you know, a, a B or all these, all these things, you know, they're being Richards basically. Your mom you know? does this to that. Yeah. And they're trolling you <laughs> as much as possible. And it's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. kind of like, kind of like, Penny is right Penny's now. trolling us right now. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about this. This is actually perfect. And I mean, you have to do something about that community because if you don't, it eventually it turns people off. They just don't want to do it. And for a game that relies on team gameplay, mm-hmm. people need to be able to talk to one another. I use a word I hate to describe a word I hate. Ooh, I know. I hate problem. Now, with that said, I have seen Blizzard ban an account. I watched yes. the YouTube video on a very popular streamer. An older video of when he got banned for some sort of exchange he did for gold and yeah, that'll get you. And well, but he was not in the wrong. The person walked uh-huh. up and gave him gold and ran off and then reported him for taking his gold. Oh, that's messed up. Well, the guy's a, is a Twitch streamer. He's got video of it, but the the in the Blizzard admin was he was one of those power hungry Blizzard admins that they yeah. used to have. Now those can be the anomaly, and you kind of hope you never run into one of them. But but is there like when someone reports you? Is there is do they have the ability to see to to, to see evidence that that actually yes, happened? They would, yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, for for okay. something like trolling people, they're not going to do it off of one person. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to do it because you have a reputation, and you know, if you're playing fifty matches in a week, and of those instances, thirty people end up reporting you after they end up playing with you, guess what? You're probably going to get banned, and I would say. Odds of probability say you, you know, if you're getting, if you're consistently being matched with random people and everyone's coming back in the player base and has this feeling on you, more than likely than not, they can feel pretty sound about it. Okay. 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 What? What? Okay. What? Cool. Cool. <laughs> Let me switch into my voice real quick. Finally. It's week. not finally in news. It is. Just in news. But finally this week, <laughs> you gotta. You gotta sometimes. You gotta. No, I thought we were settled on the um, Lord of the Rings English accent from the. Oh. From the. Uh, finally. <laughs> no, what are you doing? Um, finally this week. Oh, yo, you, oh, you should just said piss pot. I can do that in a heartbeat. Piss pot. <laughs> can we say piss? Finally this week. You just week. did three times. So. <laughs> he did it first. Finally this week, like that. Is that what you want? That works. Net neutrality is out. Why are you going like crocodile Dundee on me? I don't know. <laughs> now nah, that's a knife. <laughs> In a three-two vote today, the Federal Communications Commission voted to end its rules on net neutrality. These rules were put in place during the Obama administration in 2015. It was designed to prevent scenarios in which the Internet Service Providers, also known as an ISP, (laughs) throttled or blocked access to certain websites. The FCC classified the Internet as a public utility. Supporters of net neutrality say it repealed opens up a Pandora's box of problems with ISPs charging for some content and not others. Or packaging deals, fast-tracking favorite sites, while slowing down others. Opponents of net neutrality say those fields are unfounded. Lean on the promises of freer markets to overcome any issues. Yeah. Uh, 
Thoughts? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, what just happened? Oh. I don't even understand that. Um, uh, this is, I want a clean fight. Right? No low blows. I just keep look, it clean, fellas. I, I followed this for, for a long time because, um, I have members who work for family members who work for Verizon. So back when this first came up, uh-uh, back uh-uh, in, uh-uh. back when this first came up in like 2010, uh, which is where this kind of all started, I heard about it. And like, you know, I heard the perspective of where they were. Was it title from. two back then or what was it called? They were title one back then. Okay. Yeah. And the idea was they were title one. So the, the FCC tried to impose these regulations on them and it went to Verizon sued. It went to the Supreme court and they said, you can't do this under that title. If you want to do this, you have to move them to tile two. So that's what they did. They moved everyone, all these people to tile two. And then they, they put in these regulations. Now, basically what they're doing is they're moving them back to tile one. They're getting rid of those regulations again. Personally, I just don't think this is a good thing because not because like, it's going to open tomorrow and we're going to have like dystopia world, like where, you know, no, it will not be just yeah. tomorrow. No, it, it's something that I'm like, that's not the way this works. The way this is going to work is everyone today is going to tell you, Oh, don't worry about it. And mm-hmm. then when it comes further down the line and it's time to make a decision about their business and what's in their best interest as a business, they're going to do things bit by bit that help support, their business interests. And that might not be something that is good for the internet as a whole because the, the common folk. Yeah. To me, <laughs> like the internet is the most important tool in the world. There's just no question about that. There is no one single entity in, in the world, world that is as important <laughs> to the world as the internet. Right. right. Now. Um, so water <laughs> as in yeah, terms of commerce, the internet's got water. <laughs> no, no, no. We can get that anywhere. It's a, t- it's a crap shoot. It's, it's, it's close. A crap shoot. As far as as far as business, I guess what I mean. Um, so the water company, the water cooler, talk, Chris, toilets and whatnot. I just kind of look at it as like, look, for anyone who thinks, oh, they won't do this stuff. They tried to do this stuff before. This is what sparked this uh, before when like you Chris, can go back and you can see yeah. examples. Uh and if you want to see what I think is likely to happen if it's left out there and left to their own devices, I'd say go look at your cable company right now and how your cable package for TV works and realize that could very easily now happen under this scenario eventually, especially if if people are desperate. And I think that is likely to happen, especially like companies that are primarily cable companies as that industry dies off and this becomes more of a predominant thing. There so. were some there were some things that really stood out to me on how this happened. The 3 to 2 vote out of 5 people decided this, right? Just 3 people versus 2 people. Well, it has to go through some final vetting from it, it, it does. Larger. But the the whole it went through was from 3 to 2. Yeah. 5 people and from what I gathered, it was kind of secret the way they did it. <laughs> Well, everyone knew it was happening. They knew it was happening, yeah. but it was it was just those five people who gonna yeah. who are gonna control everything. There's a song in Hamilton called uh, uh The Room Where It Happens. Very much. And happened. Chris hit on this, and I don't <laughs> I don't care which party line you want to tow. Sure. This has nothing to do with that. Well it has everything. It kinda it kinda does, right? It does. Um this 
the way it's favored that they just passed really is all about the big businesses who already control everything. Yeah. And, and, but you go ahead. Sorry. Um, and there was a picture that stood out to me that, that I, it, it kind of had me thinking mm-hmm. right now we're set up where imagine like a, a highway, a four lane or a three lane highway. Everybody's going good. There's no like slow lane. If, if everything kind of goes in place and eventually, like, like you said, Chris, it's not going to be tomorrow. No, it'll, it'll be when everybody, let's just imagine nothing happened. Right. And it just passed and everything's going. It, it'd be a couple of years from now when everybody's complacent and everything's good. All of a sudden you'd see these new charges coming up. Sure. Internet would throttle and it would say, are you experiencing slow internet? I watched an angry Joe video about this, uh, which he hit, he hit the nail on the head on this one. Um, and he's, he's rich, you know, yeah. he's got like lots of money. He's like, this affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw, um, was it on CNN? They did it or no, maybe not CNN. Maybe it was, um, IGN where they showed a poll on people who were either concerned or worried about the, the maybe passing of it. And it was, it was Republicans, Democrats, and they had like all these people, all these different groups. All of them were against it. Some of them were probably misinformed on what it is. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Uh, my concern is that it, it really favors the big businesses who control everything. They're not going to care about the, the little guy. Um, I mean, we're gamers. What if, what if we can't play video games because our internet gets slow? Because well, what if it's like, Hey, do you want to, Oh, you want a game? Well, you need our gold package to do that. <laughs> That's the only way you get access to PSN and all. Well, that. I would, I would, I would argue, not argue per se, as in this is, this is why you're wrong, but yeah. it's yeah. worth considering. If you, if we're, if we're worried that all the big corporations that run everything now are just going to get bigger and bigger, then why do all the big corporations that we fear will get bigger and bigger, they've all come out against net neutrality? I mean, sorry, they've all come out for net neutrality. Yeah. Like, do not overturn net neutrality. Mm -hmm. Maybe Uh, we should stop and think why that is. Yeah. Because I think that this prevents, I think the concept of, I want to point out something that people often don't think about. When a government, when the FCC proclaimed this in 2015, the internet to be a public utility, what that really meant and what they really said without you knowing it is it's not a public utility. The government now owns it. Therefore, Mm -hmm. the government can regulate it. Therefore, the government can do what it wants to do. So don't, don't buy into that. It's for everyone now because that's just, that's not true. That, when the government takes it and tells you how to use it, that's the antithesis of freedom. So while I'm talking about big picture principles, big picture concepts, look, this could very well be a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the internet being bad before, before 2015. I remember there were instances of you and Chris. Yeah, but you're talking about <laughs> micro situations that, yeah, I'm you, seeing that, that are, that are no offense. I don't mean to, I don't mean yeah. to, Charter a, a a key word we use, but anecdotal oh. in itself. Well, no, I think the most key example of this <laughs> was back in uh, what was it? It was like 2009 or 2010. Basically, um, Google Wallet had just come out. All right, and Google Wallet, yeah, Google Wallet had come out, and you know, of course, Google is big proponent of Android phones and everything, so. You know, pretty much they were trying to make sure, hey, this is all offered on 
our store, you know, the Android store and everything. And you can go out there and get it. And therefore we've got all these retailers we've linked up with and with Google wallet, you'll be able to use your phone to, you know, go to someone and pay if they allow you to use Google wallet. Right. And what happened was basically, uh, folks like T-Mobile, Verizon, all that, they had invested in their own wallet service. So what they did was they went out there and they blocked access in the store to this. And they instead, when everyone complained about it, they said, well, no, what we think you should do is you should go use this service and all that. So it got to this point uh, <laughs> where you have this, this battle going on, right? Like where you have a company who's trying to put their product out on the free market and you can go decide what you want. And then you have your provider telling you, no, 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 you're not allowed to use that here. We're going to dictate the one you're allowed to use because we are receiving a premium from that and it's in our self-interest to do that and i think like self-interest is yeah, big that's what yeah. like if you see it just for that there and you think like right now um i don't know if you've all been keeping up like the answer for a lot of these cable companies as as cable dies out has been they are now beginning to offer streaming options for channels instead like you can spectrum has an app now you can go get and you can pay for like i think it's like 15 20 bucks a month or whatever uh and you can get it so you're looking at and you say if you're charter what's in your best interest here is it to allow people to get your internet package and then use that to go get sling tv or playstation view or direct tv now or any of these are amazing services out there, you know, that are streaming services, or is it to basically say, why are we going to let you have premium on that here for free? Nah, are these guys got to pay us or else I, you have to go you. get our app. And that's where saying. I'm, that's I where you. I'm worried. I get what you're saying, but what the unfortunate thing about that, and again, I'm talking about big picture stuff. It presumes that, that the consumer is not intelligent enough to decide for itself how he or she can dictate. And you're, I do right. mean that very seriously. You're I don't right. think they can, are. Can dictate the market. Well, yeah. the government we happen has to be. trained zombies. Mm. We are more. We we feel safer when the government runs it. We feel safer when the government regulates it. And that's to me, it's always been a backwards mentality. I mm. think. I th <laughs> I think. Um, you know, tell me what big company arose after 2015, like Google, Google, or you know any of these others. I would say none. Zero. As far as things like that, I'm kind of looking as future innovation. You know, you don't know when Netflix is going to happen, but it is. And you look at like Hulu now, Hulu is moving into a completely new space than what they were 10 years ago. And especially now that Disney has a huge controlling interest, that's going to change the I, landscape. I would, I would, I would give, I would value free market innovation over government innovation yeah. any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Sure. Oh, I like how you and I think that that's, spin. and I think that's, I think people are 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 a little bit too afraid and and making this a little bit overblown, and I didn't vote for the man, <laughs> but I think it a a, a, a oh, I think a portion of it has to do with it's something they associate with Trump, therefore it's evil in its intent. I don't know. No, I don't think I, don't, I, I said. I said some. I, yeah, you might I be right on very some, but I don't. But that's that's true for all politics. I mean, yeah. that's always going to be the truth. For me, but. dude, it just seemed it just seemed kind of shady, weirdish. Yeah, I'm not gonna panic. 
Um, there's already. There's I don't already, think there's anything to panic about. Well, there's I already. There's already a ton of states. I don't think Georgia or Alabama's on the list. Who's so already, Washington has said who's already put in legislation to fight it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, no. My um, guess is whoever, if if, I mean, I hate to say, if a Democrat got elected in 2020, <laughs> right, it's and, gonna, or 2024, like they're going to yeah, go back and forth. One of those things. I just don't like it because I want stability in the market and. I'm sorry. I'm one of those guys who believes in regulation. I I believe you need. I believe in some sort of regulation. Yeah, I think you know, and that's you, a tough stance. I'm a person who believes you, as the American uh, citizen, the way you need to know that things are running right is that there's regulation that says you have to do these things. Like, sure, it's nice to believe that meat producers and everything would do. Uh, do would, the right would thing. just do the right thing and all right. that. But it's a lot better <laughs> when I know the government requires them to do the right thing, and therefore they can't take a shortcut it's, just for the sake but, of it. But to me, that's just the that's just the the fallacy of it. To me, it's like how John do people how do people day. how do people think that political self interest is somehow more noble than than private interest? Why do we assume that the politician is there to protect you? I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm, but that's, that's what I'm saying. The that's regulator. Where, that's where the is. concept of more regulations come in. No, yeah. no, no. We really have your best interests in heart, but I'm going to make you think that when actually Google lined my pocket. I love. Well, that. that's, that's just, a fair point. That's just how it goes. Look, the big thing I kind of view it is right now that worries me. If we're going to get into a political area of discussion, we really that, should should be gray here. Yeah. Is this? <laughs> is I saw a statistic recently. Um, we, we despite, deal with anecdotes here. Yeah. This, this, despite basically, <laughs> <laughs> despite basically public support on a lot of things. Like, and this is a great example, right? Overwhelmingly on both sides. Like, we have a buddy who in one of our chats who we got a buddy. I'd say me and him, right? We disagree pretty well politically. That's probably an obvious thing. You know what I'm talking about, John? No, <laughs> that too. But you know, Tate. Uh, yeah. We're both on the same page on this. So, like, you know, it is something I think for the most part the public agrees. Well, I was looking at it, and basically it was reported that no matter what public sentiment is, like if it's high, laws as far as being passed through Congress and enacted into law right now only have about a 30% chance of it happening mm-hmm. either way, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just getting to the floor. On the other hand, if it's something that is being pushed by a special interest or a, a lobby group, which would kind of be what this is, you yep. know, the telecoms are the ones who are pushing this. Yep. It's almost 70% which of what me. they want gets pushed through. And that should be alarming because, you know, obviously something that has a special interest or a group that doesn't always align with what the American public deem is the best interest. Right. And that to me is the big fear. So my idea is this. You should get less influence from these people out there and more clear regulation that basically restricts what they're able to do. I don't know how you do that. That's for smarter people to figure out, but I think that's the direction I want to see us go. I mean, it's, so. you should think of it another way as well. Um, I have more faith in the, in the lobbyists who represent my company protecting my job more so mm-hmm. than I do a political, a politician protecting my job. That's I fair too. Yeah. You guys have made great points. Really, I make a lot really of sounds like no, 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 no. <laughs> That's the buzzer. You really have. You've done great. Um, and would you not encourage people who are kind of like in the mud about what net neutrality is or was or yes. uh, go go research it yourself. There, I the, will. I will acknowledge that getting down into the weeds, Chris probably knows a whole lot more about this issue than I do. There are 
two videos I've seen. Um, one that I guess you could say is from a more liberal guy, and one is from a more conservative guy that I've watched. Uh, that I think do both do I think did a great job of summarizing it. One is John Oliver. His last week tonight has hit up twice on net neutrality. The second one, the most recent one, is about 20 minutes, and it will show you. It, it kind of does a good job of explaining things. The other is Colin Moriarty, uh, who used to be of kind of funny and now runs his own thing. Uh, he did a presentation on to it too, as to why it, it why this issue is important and why it's something maybe the consumer should be more concerned about than I, I, and I, I mentioned it earlier. I really did enjoy the angry Joe review of it. Not first, sure. it's not a review, but it's the him going over what net neutrality could be. Yes. He's really, you know, he's funny. He's controversial. He's funny. Um, so there's, there's many like Chris said outlets. And then if you're on social media, you'll get to see people like Ted Cruz go at it with people <laughs> or, or your neighbor who apparently you didn't realize is completely different than you. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's a fun time. Who's so Ted Cruz going, he's, know, he's totally always... for the, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I figured yeah. that, but who you said he was, he was going at it with somebody. I don't remember. Mark Hamill. I think so. I think that's the one. Yeah. That'd be fun. Not aside partisanship aside, yeah, yeah. he force choked Mark Hamill. That's yeah. funny. You think so? Yes. <laughs> Well, speaking the of Mark it was Hamill, not a side. What? It was not a side. You were happy to see that. Well, regardless of the sentiment, <laughs> he he got him on quips. He just wanted to say and guys, Mark Hamill, guys, we got we got to go to the topic thing and actually give the warning before we can. Oh, we still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, you know, so let's. Uh, Sean has to. How about we? You want to go to the topic? We can go to the topic. Okay. This is yeah. Let's do it. Topic time. 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 The topic is Star Wars. The Last Jedi. Why'd you sound like Gandalf? I don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> shall not pass. <laughs> Never gets old, John. Bring me Woody. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> you do um, you do your Gandalf then. So so at, I hope you've been listening to the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Before we start this, though, we're going to give you a warning. So, Sean, if you could uh, warn people real quick what's coming. Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> My neighbor right now. Spoilers! <laughs> I can't. You got me laughing. Spoilers, people. Spoilers. 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 So, um, I'm going to spoil this so good. So, I'll before we start, this. I think it's it's what... Let's just get this on the table. Chris is the guy who apparently ended up loving this, which was really shocking because I did not think I would be the person who ended up loving this Who did this you movie. think would love it? I thought it would be you. <laughs> I thought you would die on the sword for this thing. And I thought John might like it, might not. I don't know. With John. Well, Sylvester Stallone's not in it, so we so, already... It's, yeah, yeah. It was, that was lost one, calls. That was the only reason he liked uh, Guardians shrewd, of the Galaxy 2. Uh, shrewd observation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm the one who ended up loving it. I think John's the one who's like, it's good. It's okay. It's, but I got issues. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, and then Sean seems to be the one like, F this. <laughs> so, so this will be fun. It's going to be all right. It's going to be fun. So, um, so yeah, now that we got spoilers out of the way. So, uh, Luke. Cut in half. <laughs> you want to go with cut in half? Luke dies or 
<laughs> Han Solo was a Force ghost. Uh, the uh, so yeah, the movie starts out basically right where the other one leaves for sure, which uh, is it's an issue of mine. <laughs> well, like, well, on one hand, Ray did. Uh, right. The movie yeah, we itself don't know, started we don't know about with Poe. Yeah, the movie that, itself yeah. starts with basically Poe and General Hux kind of going at it, and yeah. this big. It's, it's really an epic galactic space battle. That's a, and, and, one and criticism. It, yeah, did not expect to see Poe trolling <laughs> out <laughs> the gate <laughs> when Poe starts talking junk to Hux. He's like, I can't. Is he there? And I was dying. Still laughing. holding. Yeah, yeah still. <laughs> good stuff. Um, anyway, uh, the, the, Leia has a message about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the yellow troll that came up threw me off a little bit because when you watch um the the previous one why am I forgetting I'm just wanting to say last Force Jedi. Awakens Force Awakens Star Killer base is destroyed correct right? but all of a sudden uh the the re- the rebellion forces they're not being called the rebels sure uh and and the 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 resistance order people Hux and them. They're like, they got the biggest army ever. Well, I think they already did before, and it was kind of established. So, there. so Starkiller base and, and that entire thing getting blown up was nothing. Well, remember before that, the Starkiller base obliterated the, the New Republic. It did. Yeah. Virtually. It, it did. Destroyed yeah. it. It's a good point, John. Yeah. I mean, Along with like, it was like five plants. Yeah. Out, at right? once. Yeah. 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 Cause that was an epic One shot. One of the more hilarious scenes in that movie. It was really, like, yeah. Um, so let me get this straight. You invent a thing that sucks the star. And then it can apparently just casually shoot across a whole galaxy and take out five planets at once. That's not how time works or space. Thank Star you. Wars, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like Gary, um, talking guy to work today. He was like, so can someone explain to me the bombers in the beginning scene? How did that work? Because there's no gravity for bombs to fall in space. It's I was space. like, I was like, it's a it's space, it's a space serum, yeah. dude. It's well, fine. you see, the the dreadnought ship has their yeah. own gravitational field. Yeah, <laughs> so obviously they were close to a planet, which was affecting the. No, gravity. they have their own atmosphere. They're, they're really <laughs> large. That scene was kind of emotional because. Uh, oh God! Yeah. Um, a character's sister ends up kind of dying in that. Rose's sister. Rose's sister dies in that. So that was called Tulip. What's called Tulip? No kidding. It's not. Yeah. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, I, we like to. Yeah. I really did think. Daisy I'm, would be the most obvious. <laughs> Daisy Ridley's like, no. Orchid? Huh? <laughs> Orchid. Daisy do. Um, and then, yeah, that, that kind of happens. Yeah. And then uh, I think they pan over to Ray. And, and almost immediately after that scene where she shows Luke the lightsaber, right? Yes. Yeah. And then and he's just like, who, F I, that. I want to know who wants to say what Luke does to the lightsaber. Well, I, I can probably add some poetry to it. <laughs> I should have known at that moment, at that moment, mm-hmm. that that was pure metaphor. Mm-hmm. That he takes that lightsaber, which J.J. Abrams treated like Excalibur, mm-hmm. sure, and he took it and tossed it over his shoulder. It's like f you. <laughs> you should have heard the reaction in my theater. What, what was your theater like? Laughter. Because we didn't know at the time what that meant that you were about to mess us up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This this movie. Uh, so they, uh, at that oh point, God. it starts because at the moment you picture Yoda on Dagobah being this crazy little on what Dagobah Dagobah. It's Dagobah. a it's a planet. Dude, hold on. Just listen. To, I know what it is. Just listen to John say it. Say Dagobah. One. Dagobah. <laughs> I should. It's funny. I don't know what to do right now. Keep going. Dagobah. 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 
It's uh, so you've got yeah. you've got Yoda, you know, rummaging through Luke's stuff on Dagobah, <laughs> just acting a little bit quirky. So I just thought initially that was some quirky move, but it but it turned out to be represented representative of something. The, about representative about where Luke was in his story. Yeah, arc. he was. He's like, he's like, I'm done with the Jedi. I yeah. mean, it became apparent very fast. He's like, I am done with this. Well, where, where we left I off in Force Awakens was was they needed to find Luke. She found Luke. Uh, if you remember, Finn was injured. Yes, he was kind of messed up. Kylo Ren was this thing we knew about Snoke. Um, and so yeah, she's there to kind of get her get him to get on her side because they need him. Correct, because the the resistance is, you know, mm-hmm. trouble. They are, um, and he ends up being kind of reluctant. Which I, 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 I after our lunch, me and Chris got into it today because I did I did pretty much say I hated this movie and it was like I would just try to say and he was like <laughs> no f you I, this movie <laughs> it, it really boils down for me onto how the character of Luke Skywalker was handled from mm. from that moment all the way till. Like we've already said, he died, but yeah, to, to all the way to there, he didn't die. He joined the force, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, he, yes, he is one of the force, and the force is one with him. But <laughs> I, I need to preface everything I say from this point forward because I've only seen the movie one time. You've seen it twice, twice, yes, and you've seen it once, twice, twice. Mm. I really need to tighten up. Mm. Um, thought you were a true <laughs> friend, right? Um, so she goes on, and, and there's a whole thing that happens now. There's some really cool stuff that happens on this island because. Uh, Chewie ends up seeing Luke. He ends up busting through this door. Uh, Man, when uh, when R two D two sees Luke, and he's just like, "Oh, you gonna abandon things, huh? You remember your sister?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just projects that. R two's like, like talking, Man. he's bouncing, and it's awesome Star Warsy. Uh, and then he throws out the the thing, and it fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope for sure. Um, Luke walking into the Millennium Falcon was was pretty epic. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, it. I mean, I get it. Like this movie definitely says, "Oh, you thought this is the Luke you were gonna get," and yeah, with very quickly says it's not. Yeah, and it I, doesn't surprise me when I hear that people when they that there's going to be a contingent of fans when they hear that they go BS. Yeah, you know, I'm just what exactly uh, would they call BS? Well, just that they don't like the way that's treated. You know, Luke. Luke, they they oh. they have their idea of what Luke is and what they expect Luke to be in the movie, and therefore, someone just coming in saying that's not what we're doing. Some yeah, that's going to cause a division. Sometimes I think that's just a natural thing. I but I and and I and I I grant that Sean doesn't like what they did. Yeah, with Luke, but I would. I think a lot of articles that have been written about this over the past couple of days and mm-hmm. you, for example, and a lot of Ooh. people out there are really pigeonholing this idea that the fan base is really upset about Luke, period. I, no, I think it's a lot of things, yeah. actually. I think they're like, it's it's this thing of, and like I said, I don't see this as like something that's just Star Wars. Like, I see this in almost every type of like fandom like of that geek nerdy, you know, uh, media fandom that goes out there, whether it's Doctor Who, it's Lost, it's Battlestar Galactica. You know, I can I feel like I can go down a list of things of people like they get is into it, mysteries and expectations and they have a, an idea of what they think it is. Uh-huh. And then when someone comes in, they change that. Like there's always a backlash like 
case of point on this Monday, we're about to get our first female doctor. I saw so much backlash without, you know, the woman has not even been on screen as a doctor yet, but just that idea <clears throat> that was enough for half the fan base to say, BS, I'll never watch this. And they, and to be honest, they do this every time the doctor regenerates. It's, it's kind of like part of the natural cycle. They hate the new doctor because they're, they can't imagine that person as the doctor yet. They haven't played him yet. Right. And then by the time the person leaves, they're so sad that they're leaving. Like it's literally this cycle I see. Um, so whether it's that or people lost who they theorize for years and then they realize, Hey, the director was more focused on the characters than resolving every mystery in a way that you wanted to see it resolved completely the way you wanted it. But see, that's, you know, I think that's what, I think that's I'm what people, I think that's what people in your camp yes. are misunderstanding. It, this is about characters mm-hmm. by and large. This is okay. about characters that you introduced to us in the, in the first movie that you, that you, that you gave us that, 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 that the fans embraced. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you literally, Darth mauled them. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> which, or which that was a cool scene. Or it is. Or yeah. you Boba Fetted them. Yeah. Captain Phasma falling down in that fiery pit might as well have been a Sarlacc pit. So I guess the question is because why it, is it, it takes it it gives this character that you that your marketing pushes that you, that you guys push on us as characters to embrace mm-hmm. as basically the new Boba Fett, and you give them nothing as a character, nothing. As a character, but there's a book out. Sure. But and and the and, and the Snoke thing was not about Snoke getting killed. Mm-hmm. It was about who was Snoke? Where did he come from? Why did he don't say Palpatine? I do I mean like no, I, no, no, I no, tell people because that, that's a false equivalency because you understand because Obi Wan told you what Palpatine was, why he came to power. You're 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 taking Snoke as if we want to know. Palpatine. Wait, listen, I'm trying to remember. Just listen. Hold let me um, let me unpack yeah, this just for a second. Yeah. Yeah, you let will. me unpack this just for a second. This is not necessarily about Snoke, because Snoke goes hand in hand with the creation of the First Order. Uh-huh. Palpatine works as a comeback with you if you just if you say. But but we understand that Palpatine came with the First or with the with the Empire, and we got and we got information on how the empire came to be mm-hmm. snoke comes along you and and the emperor palpatine wasn't even in the first movie but you took Correct. you put snoke in at least three or four scenes in the force awakens sure you put scars on his face you mm-hmm. put you put and and the fan theories were not about no one was upset that he wasn't Plagueis. no one was upset that he wasn't anakin mm-hmm. reincarnate there that were some people just, that thought he was Mace Windu, which that was, was funny. Yeah, Mace <laughs> that was just people having fun. What they wanted was they wanted to know who he was. Sure. And you and you abandoning that mm-hmm. because you put it there. You put it there. Well, J.J. The, J. Abrams Yes. Yeah. Well, let's say Disney. Yeah. Disney put it there. Mm-hmm. But Disney taketh away. And Ryan Johnson And I don't think – I don't think <laughs> – that it's appropriate, not that you're doing it. Yeah. I don't think it's appropriate that these articles, I mean, look, you can do whatever you want, but I think it's a little bit crappy that these articles keep coming out going simply categorizing that, that criticism as fanboy butthurt. Cause it's some not, of it is. It, I mean, not all of it though. Chris is going to counter, but, but killing, killing Snoke the way they did mm-hmm. was, 
was bad Brilliant. storytelling. No, it's me. Yes, it was. It was Chris bad is, Chris is going to counter, and, and it's a great counter. He's going to say that he likes what Ryan Johnson did in the fact that he did inject um, his spin on things and he wasn't scared to do things. Yeah. I think that, that made it refreshing. And in a way it did. What was good about the, um, the Snoke scene, we'll yeah. stay on that for a minute. Uh, we need to eventually say why that happened anyway. But sure. Sure. Snoke, the Snoke death scene was a beautiful thing in, in the sense that it, it led up to it. And then what happened immediately after it, mm-hmm. it was, it was one of the best parts of the movie for me. I just didn't like that. They took away the character. Like you said, mm-hmm. after we barely got, where we're getting to, he, he literally in the scene shows how powerful he, and, and uh, I, I said it at lunch today that he, he was possibly where the emperor was here. He was maybe 10 steps above the emperor of what he could do with his, maybe with his mind. Maybe, his power. Yeah, maybe we, don't we, we, we don't know. Yeah. And go ahead, Chris. I kind of viewed it as look, first off, I, I do believe like if you go back and you watch the original trilogy, yeah, Palpatine is kind of this, thing that's in the background he's never like you don't get his full aspirations in that trilogy you don't know how he came to power or anything that's what the prequel does uh you know he's just this force and he shows up in one or two scenes in the second movie and then he's at the end of the third movie um and but he his has a presence scene. his presence and dialogue felt. is so it's felt and VA. i think like here it's still kind of felt like you could tell kylo ren in that first movie very much and huxley both respond to him huxley? that is hux yeah all right huxley. Is it? I'm it's forever huxley okay <laughs> there we go um but you know that that's the presence i kind of gather and the fact that you know leia constantly is doing battle with this man should tell you the fact that like he has had a very imposing uh impact on as far as the whole entire galaxy is concerned to me um i saw i read a article today and it in it didn't surprise me when I read it uh, from Ryan Johnson, where they asked him about this scene and like, why didn't you go into further detail? And he's like, look, and I, I this is the way I see things and while I usually, I take this approach. I agree with this. I'm thinking of the characters who are there in the moment. And does it make sense for exposition to take place? If Ray gets there, She's not going to be like, so who are you? Tell me your whole entire thing. She's not concerned about that. She's concerned at that point about helping Kylo Ren. She wants to save Kylo Ren and she wants to help save her friends. Those are the two things. And basically to do that, she's concerned about one thing, killing Snoke. That's what she wants to do. Well, he, so he, no, that's only, not true. Well, I mean, that's not, that's, his, that's so not her focus. It's like having this point where. Snoke all of a sudden just goes off on a diatribe of that. He is Darth Plagueis and he has been waiting. No, and no, no, no. Something like he, that was his example. He's like doing something like that to him didn't feel genuine because that's not what's important in the moment. He said what's important in the moment is Kylo is coming to the rel, you know, the revelation that he has an opportunity to seize power and take the control that he wants to enact his vision on the galaxy and he has someone who is with him that can help him accomplish it in Ray if he chops him down. So that's where those two characters are at. And that's why I think I'm fine with that. And on top of that, I like it because it then spins the rest of this trilogy off into an idea of where it's not going to be about just taking down this mythical emperor figure in the background, but more of a story of Kylo Ren's, deeper ascension to the dark side and Ray's embracing the light in hopes that they can counter and end the reign of terror. That's where I think it's going. So that's, that's where I find it interesting. Um, but, but, you know. but the, the reference to Palpatine to me doesn't, you know, 
I think Ryan Johnson is simply defending what he did. Yes. Mm-hmm. I but For sure. I, but I think I think he is negating everything that we are taught about character development and substance among characters. Um, so in order for Ryan to do what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. he had to use characters as plot devices. And sometimes that's a fine, yeah. but, and, but when you, when you, when you deliver us the force awakens, what that movie did was promise us. It promised us exposition into who these people are that you introduced. Now, when it comes to Palpatine, we already know, you know, Palpatine was introduced by name in the first film, by hologram in the second film, and in physical embodiment in the third film. This I don't movie, remember Palpatine being said in the first one, but the, maybe I'm wrong. No, the Emperor has dissolved the Senate. Oh, okay. Remember that in the yeah. roundtable discussion with, when Vader chokeholds? See, I know Star Wars better than Okay, Christians. yeah, you're right. You're and right. I thought but, in um, the second movie he actually comes in and... <clears throat> But you don't know who you he is, him, you right? See, you don't know who he is, yeah. but you know what he represents. Evil, and, bad, and, and all wrapped that stuff. around Snoke mm-hmm. is the First Order, who we have no clue why it came to be. Maybe why? That's, maybe the idea there, though, is that that's not what's important. To it this is. Story. Look, no, it's <laughs> it might be important to you, but they're no, saying it's don't, not. Don't it's it, it's important to the story. <laughs> yeah, because it, is. it leaves holes, and you just have to going on a. G- you're you're the biggest critic of things of of having to go on blind faith. You you preach character development till you're blue in For the sure. face. And there's this and movie often, is full of character development. That's where I guess I'm I'm to that Finn point. Finn is a plot device. Finn, Finn is, serves no purpose. I, I've already gone over. It's like Finn has a a character arc in this movie. It is very clear to me where he starts and where he ends, and there's growth and change. It's not the growth same, and change. He the gets same plugged into with, an outlet wherever there's need for well, some sort of. That's not you liking where the character development no, went man, and the this... way they laid it out to you, and that's a fair criticism. Criticism if you don't like that, but personally, like I, I've said this before, we started recording. I said Finn starts this movie, and the very first movie he is what he abandons <clears throat> the first order and he runs to the resistance just because and he, he wants to get resistance. away and he helps the resistance mainly because of right and he almost abandons her and comes back to help her right so so he wakes up he wakes up in this movie and he goes first thing where's ray that was his first words in this movie and he went to abandon again and he went to go abandon again like which was dumb but it was that point of once he realized ray wasn't here and that if ray comes back to this she may be harmed he didn't care about this resistance anymore he cared about saving her that was his idea that was his idea of progression so from there you move to he meets rose who rose is this girl who is just like she is a true diehard to this you know to the resistance to the cause yeah yeah you know her sister has died for this cause now and she idolized finn after the first movie and you know, says it to her face and she very quickly realizes this is not the man that she thought is which is kind of i think a play of like your heroes are not what you hear they are they are real people they're not perfect beings which plays a big part in all this movie but Besides the fact, you know, they go off to this casino to try to save things. And it's kind of there over the course of the movie, I feel like, through her eyes, he begins to understand there's a greater purpose here. That there is like, look, just because you don't see. Just I don't be- see how he got the- Hold on. Just because, for instance, <laughs> like where she shows him, like, look, just because these people aren't standing here with guns and killing people right in front of your face doesn't mean that there's evil within this place. It's like there's people capturing that- court, you know. 
It was terrible. The casino kids, scene, Chris. Yeah, because, you know, childhood slavery and things like that. Why did I need terrible. to see that? Why did, oh, yeah, why did, hard things. No, but <laughs> why did they need to put that in my Star Wars movie? Because I think... Why did I need to know that slavery is bad? Why well, did I need to know that they were greedy people? But then you Why get, did I need to know that they were people who sell guns to both sides? But then from there, so they leave the casino with a character that's kind of a rogue. And the idea is like, look, do you want to be like Ben... Uh, Benicio del Toro's character. Do you want to be this guy that doesn't really pick sides and stays on the outside and takes the advantage wherever he sees fit? Or do you believe in something more? And he decides, I do believe in something more. He's willing to go risk it on, uh, on I'm a glad death he's explaining it to us. Cause I've only seen it twice. <laughs> you know, he, he risked him. This is just how I interpret it. You know, I you know, it's, he goes on to a, a life or death mission to, to, bring down this base. And then afterwards, when he gets on the planet and gets out of there, he's willing to literally go kill himself for this resistance to save people. He believes if I drive this vehicle, into that now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do Still understand Finn. Chris, that yeah. the, that the criticism, if there's one thing that's not controversial, uh-huh. as far as criticism goes, that story arc mm-hmm. as a as a as a real weak point of the movie that's not controversial. It's definitely because, I would trim be, it because, down because that's it's like yeah, you said that all, earlier. All too. it yeah. really you you almost get to a point when you're making the movie of you go this is not panning out the way we want it to, but we can't take it out because it introduced these slave kids, which plays a role at the very last. Scene. The very last. It's thing, like yeah. we've gone we've taken it this far. I don't know how else to, to introduce Chris. this idea of a new generation. Uh-huh. So we have to kind of go with it. But well, it, it the story arc intru- started off with, um, what about Maz? Yeah, we got to put her in somehow. She's an Academy Award winning <laughs> well, actress. We got to do something with her. <laughs> she's, yeah, but it's like. She's off doing some crazy fighting stuff. I mean, I asked Chris this earlier about that casino scene or, and that they kept going back to. it. Every time it went to it. It took me out of the feel of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. The only one Chris did not think so. I yeah. There's like as far as you know, it feels like the cantina scene. Of it the did movie not at me. all to me. The only part I really didn't like of it was the escape, as far as where they were on the Trico uh, characters riding off. Because I was like, this is getting way too CGI for me right now, and it just didn't feel natural. I liked the part with the kids and things like that. I thought that was important, and I liked the idea of you know where where they went with that as far as a future setup and what his a lot of people said it felt like is. pod racing in the first yeah. movie. Yeah, I kind of I don't I don't hate the pod racing as much as I actually like people pod do. Racing. I love the pod yeah. racing, yeah. Um, but a lot of people point that as like hey, pod racing and Ewoks. Um, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, it's not the like defining moment of the movie by far. Like I think. That part, and to me, a lot of Luke and Leia, on, or Luke and Leia, Luke and uh, and Ray on the island. There are times of that I felt like this is kind of dragging. Like that was where I felt the length. Where I was like, I was like, we Luke could make either in, crap or get off the pot, man. Yeah, instead of having to do three times here, can we <clears throat> reduce this down where he just does the three lessons back to back? If they would have showed done? like legit Luke saying, "Okay, I'm going to train you," um, and and training Ray, mm-hmm. right? Like a legit session, yes, uh, and trim down on the casino. That's an easy way to fix that. Like actually show Luke with his lightsaber, and they're, they're fighting. It's like that little. You don't have to show Luke, you know, like doing amazing Luke things that he did, like in Return of the Jedi. He's like seventy years old now. That that would be unrealistic. Um, but she ends up speaking of Ray, she just ends up getting a couple of lessons from him and getting mad. And she's out. She's yeah. gone. And I think that was the point. Was she was consistently. 
with her at the beginning of this movie, she's going to Luke because she believes she needs someone to tell her her place in all this. Tell, tell me this, Chris. Yeah. At the, the, the entire movie, mm-hmm. um, before was about this map that Luke put in R2D2 that would help you find Luke in a time of need. Correct. Right? We find Luke and he's like, What the heck are you leave doing? Leave me here? alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> Which completely to me, I think it contra, because I know I've watched Force Awakens so many times. I was like, What? You, and you- that's really the point. Ryan Johnson, good for you. Go do your own vision. But when your vision contradicts an overall. Like so. St- like thing that's not okay, and it should, and hmm. we shouldn't think it's okay. I just, I mean, no. but I, I, we, we're, we're the movie had some great things to it. Yeah, that, there's going to be a thing nice. we talk about. Um, I guess when we start talking about the 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 chase and the fuel issue and how something's turned around. Yeah, that's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, just from a cinematic standpoint, it was amazing. Yeah, when uh, when Laura Dern turns that ship around, and goes hyperspace through the whole entire fleet. I think it's one of those things like scientifically you're like as she's doing you're kind of adding up you're like this is going to be really disastrous if she does this and then to actually see it executed it shows how one how beautiful it is but also equally horrific it is to let witness. me ask you this yeah. you're you're a smart guy and a lot of times when you watch movies mm-hmm. you you immediately think things right sure did you not immediately think why is this the first time they've ever done this i think yeah. Why, why not do unmanned ships into other ships? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just not the way that galaxy is. <laughs> but but that that kind of goes to another point, and I feel mm. and that, see, there's a big the things that yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I I and I believe this to my bones. Mm-hmm. Okay, I bet there's a lot of things in this film that George Lucas would never have gotten away with. Okay, mm. one meaning. L- l- let's let's. Let's put on our comedic hats and, and let me mock this for a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. So, General Hux, when are we going to destroy this fleet? As soon as they run out of gas. <laughs> That's kind of what we're dealing with. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a it's almost like this thing happened in Spaceballs. It's like they're just kind of I'm reminded of um, when Cartman is running from the cops on his big wheel. <laughs> and it's slowly creeping yeah, I mean, down the cause, road, cause and, then the, and then all these tw- twenty cop cars behind him, slowly mm-hmm. following him. It just—I'm like, you have the greatest weaponry in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Why not zoom past them and cut them off at the pass? Surround them on both sides. It just call defies, more ships in. It well, I thought that was the logic. whole entire. I thought that was the point they said. Like, was that basically because their ship was smaller? It was faster than their ships. Call other ships ahead of them, light speed. And maybe just, I don't know how. I don't know. You how know why works. this bothered me so much? Not mm-hmm. because there was a chase going on and it was spaceballish. At that point, they had the entire rebellion in front of them. That's sure. all that's left. Mm-hmm. You can take them out right now, and it's ball game over. Ball yes. game. <laughs> they don't. Well, and, they try. Well, I, and, and and you're like, well, then there would be no movie nine. No crap. But why even set up this scenario that, that makes people go? Cause, cause even within that, you, I think you, again, you, it's the idea of the setup. I mean, to me, it's the idea of, right. they're trying to set up their, their story here, which is the idea of Poe Dameron and com- company going off trying to take things in their own matter. Cause Poe, Laura, Laura Dern's characters, it d- doesn't disclose yeah, to Poe exactly what the plan is. And it does build Poe, like you say. Yeah. In, in each, in each scenario I have a problem with, you're right. In Ryan Johnson's own way, he he starts to develop these characters. Exactly. Ray gets developed towards the end of the movie where she's eventually this kind of like 
she's fully in in like in tune with things now. And she, she understands Jedi powers through osmosis. Right. Well, Poe becomes the the leader that Poe needs to be because yes. Poe is he's he's one that wants to take action. He wants to be involved. He's that kind of guy. Like you said, Finn, he starts to develop his role in everything. Sure. Um, so those things get done, but I think it, John, you use the term. It's, it's how they got there. That was kind of like, you just didn't like the journey. Why'd you do it that way? I kind of, why'd you do that? I guess I have view as like, everyone got the lesson they need to get. Like, for instance, Ray, I think the, the one lesson she needed was the one she got from Luke, which was how to actually feel the force and understand what this is. And once she got that, she took the text. And as Yoda even said, Ray has all the knowledge that she needs with her, you know, as far as the Jedi. And he literally meant. Well, yeah, she's got literally. The yeah, now. no, yeah. She's got the book. She can study this. You don't need to worry about her. She'll be fine. But, but you know, it's it, the other thing was you on, don't need to hold have on. someone teach you to be great. You can be great. We just acknowledged that Yoda was in the movie for the first time. And he was great. I, I love that. I would have gone with Anakin. You would have? Yep. Mm. So, so I, th- I, th- I thought I don't know how they would have done I, that. Though. I thought it w- it would they would have done it in a way you didn't like. Yeah, you would have liked Hayden Christensen. Christensen. And I think that's that. fundamentally why they didn't do it. Yeah. But I think that would have been a powerful moment of Luke and his dad. What if it had just been James Earl Jones? That's funny. Maybe. So, but that moment mm. where Ray's sitting on the rock, yeah. Luke goes into the spiel. The opening part of that was very funny about the leaf and you feel the force, you feel the yeah. force, you feel the force. <laughs> I love it. That was really cool. He was very Yoda-like. But, right. But that moment, that, part, yeah. <laughs> that moment was, he said to, he said to them, he said to Ray, the, and this is the lesson. The idea that the, that the force ceases to exist without the Jedi is vanity. Yeah. It doesn't belong. To and anyone. I go, duh, everybody knew that. You are presuming that the Jedi Order thought that they were the Force. No one ever said that. Yoda never said that. Yoda said the rock, the tree, the pond, your face. Well, then it's the like you saying all around you. you don't need the Jedi for the Force to be there. And, and like, but that's like a lesson that everybody, every Star Wars fan in the freaking world from the age of three to to three hundred knew. Okay, it's like Ray didn't. <laughs> Ray came from a plant where she was alone and you know there's this mythical thing out there called the Jedi and she's trying to figure out what exactly she is. But listen, I, you're right. And Chris, I, yeah, I by think, the way, you're, you're I right. Think, yeah. I I'm thinking I can't it's hard to say but I'm thinking Luke got to a point where he realized he was wrong. He did after Yoda talked to him. He says the Jedi order failed. Sure. But I'm like yeah, but the Jedi Order was around for thousands of years. That's not failure. But it eventually that's did not, fail. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's the story of Christianity. That's the story of any religion sure. whose prophets fall from grace. Yeah, sure. That doesn't mean that the that doesn't that doesn't mean that the Well, that's why Yoda says to him, like says, like, look, you know, yeah, that failed. You forgot that to doesn't teach mean, about your failure. Yeah, it's like, look, you know, she can learn from that. She can become what we were not and become something better. You know, she can learn from our mistakes and make a new order that is just as effective or more effective than we ever were. You know, and that's that's a you know, that's cool because, you know, Yoda's, of course, admitting his own failure in the whole entire thing, but also reminding Luke, it's like, look, it's OK to fail. You know, and really, that's the theme of the movie. If you think about it, whether it be Poe, 
uh, Finn and all the these director. people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because in the end, <laughs> through all their failures, they grow and they become better well, people. Maybe well, we let's hope grow. that the screenwriters. Uh, did, did, did you guys like the puppet Yoda? That was Rain Johnson who wrote this. Book. I'm a fan of the CG Yoda. I think I you, like puppet I think Yoda. He, and I kind of like, I like both. I think <sighs> this Yoda fit in this movie. It was. Because it was Luke. To me, it was like. That, that's interesting. No offense to the prequels. Like, that Yoda is kind of like a concept Yoda. Like, to me, when I think back to my childhood and things like that, that Yoda, that Dagobah puppet Yoda, that to me, like trolling Luke as soon as he comes out and laughing at him and with that little grin he had, like, that's my Yoda. That's the Yoda of my childhood, I guess is the way to say. So when I saw that come up, it's Sorry, like kind of... Yoda doesn't belong to you. Yeah, no, it's like as soon as I saw that come up, it's like... Ah, they're going for my feels right now. And it just felt like the way he was talking, the way the script went, I'm like, this is the Yoda, the master Yoda that I fell in love with back in the day that made me love that character. So it was nice to see that return as opposed to just kind of the prequel Yoda. It's, 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 it's hard to, I feel like I'm just being a negative Nancy, but I, but I still got more. Um, the moment for He's me, negative Nancy. the moment for me, um, when, <laughs> Leia got blown up and sucked out into oh, space. Oh, I that's thought, that's yeah, that's the worst. I thought, I okay, that's that's okay, that's how this went down. And then I just see her wake up, and Superman back to the back to the ship. And I'm going in Hold my up. mind. This is what I thought. I'm like, if Jedi's had that power, they would have survived Order sixty six. <laughs> so, so to set that up, there's well, a, she's a there, Skywalker. There's a point when this they're getting the the rebellion fleet is getting chased, right? Correct. Um, and Kylo, they only send out three ships. It's Kylo and two others to come shoot the ship. Actually, they sent out a bunch, but those three went for that area. They went for yeah. that area where Leia was. Mm-hmm. Kylo has a shot on Leia, which is his mom. Yep. And you're thinking, is he gonna, is he gonna do it like he did Han? Is he gonna fire the shot? His hand comes up and he, he does it. Shot. And then somebody else shoots her. And at that point, she blows up, like you say. And, and we know, as that's a, it, as, man. As a viewer, yeah. she's passed away in real life. Yep. Rest in peace. And you're like, that's that's a, is this it? That's how they did it, right? Yeah. Well, you come back and she's floating, and you're like, this. It almost got me because she's floating there, and you're like, this is. You're almost like yeah. at a viewing for Princess yeah. Leia. And then, like you say, her her fingers twitch. Yeah. And then she pulls a, <laughs> a soldier boy. And Superman that owes. She is one with the Force, <laughs> and the Force is one within her. You see, it's, in, uh, in my mind, it's like. You know, the Force Awakens established that he, she, she did not go down the path of the Force. She, she followed her own path. And eh, I don't not think, that, not that she nah. didn't, not that she didn't sense things and this yeah. and that. But apparently, from from the new extended universe, I don't know this is for sure. But apparently, she did get, get some training from Luke. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I guess it's also I, do, what why, listen, it's listen Skywalker this. blood, right? Listen, that's it, probably they could have easily know. relayed to the viewers. Yeah. When she gets, let, let's just say they don't say anything in Force Awakens because they didn't, or say anything prior to her getting blown up about, yeah, my brother taught me that, or I learned this and there. They could have said that thing one line by one person when she falls back in and she's laying there. Oh my God. And they're like, yeah, that's what something she learned from her brother. Let just me ask just you something. Let to me give ask her something. You, uh, if that had been Luke on the bridge and that had happened too, and then he did that, would you? Do you think you would have been as upset? I, I don't know because no. that would have showed that would have been that Luke was more in the movie and fighting along people. <laughs> because you're able to imagine what did Luke 
yeah. learn and teach himself to do in the 30 years he's been a Jedi. But at the same time, couldn't you also argue that from, I mean, and I'm playing devil's advocate right now because I did have a problem with that scene. Uh, but like, could you also argue then like, look, you know, Yoda said back in the original trilogy, no, there is another. And, you know, very much Darth Vader detected that presence. And that's what causes Luke to go f-ing ham at the end of that movie. Hello. So, oh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> We should just drop f bombs right now because it feels uh, good. No. It feels good. He got no. passionate. He got passionate. No. But you know, it, it's like one of those things, like where it's like I was like, uh oh, I was like, what? I'm like a little three year old. See, there's his dad cussing. Got him. Uh oh. But anyway, I, I, I'm just saying, like you know, you could argue that it's at least implied, of course, that she does have immense power, just like her brother, if she were to be trained. Uh, that you know, Luke wasn't the last hope for the galaxy at that point. She was also there, so you could make a point that if sure. Luke can do it, you, you could. she could do it. Yeah. But, but being know. implied... It, but that's just, also... Yeah, it's a leap. Or, I agree. Or just giving the viewer a little something really to make it tie in together. I'll say that, to me, was just a in the end, and I will say that was a plot device. Because that was, we need to get Leia out of the picture uh, so that Poe can fail. That That's really what the idea is. Because, you know, obviously she he had just bucked the trend of what... Uh, Leia had said to him, but I think it's pretty clear that if Leia had been around and she had thought of this plan, she one would have told Poe everything, and two, he would have obviously taken her on faith because he trusts her so much. So it's like it's that lesson to him, like, you think I would just put someone else in charge that doesn't have the same standards that I do, or you know, has the same stuff in That may come into the next movie. Leia would say Luke didn't put me in charge. Right. <laughs> I was in charge. Or like, like when she says, don't follow me or however she says it in that one scene. That's and, a, that's a Leia oh, ism yeah. that she does, you know? Like, go, go it's like, him. it's like Akbar just gets yeah, no mention. Yeah. No rest mention. In, rest in peace, Akbar. Rest in peace, Akbar. And he was another one that he, his voice or the real person died in real life, right? I it's a so. trap. Yeah. And, and this, yeah, by the way, Akbar, he's dead. What? What? <laughs> I want to know what Lando's doing. I mean, but there were some good things. Like when, when Ray leaves, she gets to Snoke because she kind of pulls a Luke. Um, and she's going to go confront this thing. Kind well, of like Luke did an empire, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things people said about this was, thank goodness. It's not like empire. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's a, actually it's kind of exactly like empire. <laughs> but, but that scene, <laughs> when she goes in there, she kind of gives her, she, the way she gets onto their ships kind of cool. And, and, and when she lands, Kylo's like waiting on her because they've kind of been, Talking yeah. to each other, which started when she was on the island with Luke. And then she goes up there and that entire scene plays out. The Darth Maul happens. But then she's fighting along Kylo Ren. Yeah. That and was cool. That was But really I couldn't enjoy it the first time. Why? The second, because I was like. Oh, you're pissed off. Really? My, my biggest on, problem, man. my biggest problem could be that I've only seen this movie one time. <laughs> Go back and I, watch it. I, I, I do. I will, say, I, do, I, will I will say every Star Wars fan I've heard, like a lot of the more people that are at least conflicted, like they all came out in the general consensus is they they feel like they need time to digest this because there is so much that's different from the norms of Star Wars, and therefore, you know, like Casey, uh, I know Aaron was that way, and even to an extent Tony, like they were just like, I See, need to think about this. I'm, there's a lot of in the movie, yeah. It's the, we got to get rid of the, the baggage of the past to move on to where we're going to be. Yes. There's a way to do that though, Chris. Star Wars is Star Wars because of the things that Star Wars does. 
if you strip too much of that away to make this new thing, sure, there's a huge risk that you're going to piss some people off. Yeah, I guess. Well, to me, like the things that make Star Wars are hope, uh, you know, triumph through adversity, lightsabers, like lightsabers. Yeah, there's lightsaber. <laughs> Shoot, one of the best lightsaber battles Dog, ever. It took all, <laughs> really uh, over an hour. <laughs> now, Chris <laughs> is going to say in, in Force Awakens, it was the same. Yeah. But in this movie, after Force Awakens, it was okay for me. It was me. longer in Force Awakens, but it was because the things were being awoken. It was a it was a Han Solo <laughs> was story, and then there were some lightsabers at the end. Yeah, I, this movie, you knew there were lightsabers. the 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 center of the movie was her I, handing a lightsaber to Luke, but it took almost an hour for a lightsaber to light up, and I think it was when she was training. Yeah, you know, uh, but that scene where they're fighting together is is pretty epic. It really is. Uh, the scene that we talked about with uh, Laura Dern's character and, and the whole conflict that's happening, it, it ends up playing out. She turns a, a, a ship around and goes right light speed into another ship. It's amazing. And, but then, then I immediately am countered with, you couldn't have hit the eject button right before you. Or, or <laughs> is that the, really the first time we decided to do this? Why didn't they just do an X-Wing into the Death Star? You know, at light speed, <laughs> like, why do we have to go through cores and everything? Like, I, I don't know why, but it, it, the things that happened would trigger more questions of, so I left feeling that it just didn't, something didn't feel right. I don't know if it felt like a true Star Wars movie. I don't know why it didn't. Well, um, the second, uh, I, it's hard. I, I wouldn't say that the second viewing made me like the movie better. Mm-hmm. The second movie, the second the second viewing made me a made me enjoy the parts I liked more. Like I didn't, I didn't cry at the end of this movie. The first time I saw it, I oh, did I the second, uh, but I did the second time I saw it because mm. I'd spent the whole time going, why, 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 why? And candidly, this was a Christmas present to me. So when my wife, your wife looked over at me and said, did you wife. like it? I went, I sure did. But I went, I went, um, I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> and not to mention the fact, I'm sorry, you are the Knights of Wren, right? Are you on holiday? Yeah. Where are you? Who knows? You said you took 12 Jedi Knights away mm-hmm. from the temple. That's obviously the Knights of Wren. You spend two movies talking about it. Where are you? And that's what I'm talking about. Maybe it'll come up. Ryan Johnson gets away with completely throwing things in the trash. Well, and gets away with telling his own story. And I'm, and I, and I hearken, I hark. No, you can tell your own story and honor the things that came before. In fact, you actually have to do that I, in a series. I disagree because I feel like do you? Because I, people got so upset with. Do you me. really I feel like that? Look, I feel like you know if you look you at, of all people, if you seems. look at the things that were originally right. proposed and the way they were proposed in uh, A New Hope, I feel like uh, what's his face, Ivan, um, director of the second movie. I cannot remember his the name. The overrated director. <laughs> uh, is it Reitman? I think that that doesn't sound, sound right. I don't know. Uh, Kirshner, Erwin Kirshner. Okay, thank you. Not uh, Ivan at all. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I feel like he came in and again he challenged and made the kind of movie he wanted to make. Um, sure, George probably you know as far as had clearance as far as the overall story of where it was going, but even then it feels like there were contradictions to the way of things we saw in the first movie from the second movie, mainly the way 
Star Wars handled Jedi fights, which before he admitted originally he wanted them to be very stoic and, you know, kind of like a knight with a broadsword. And towards the end of it, and as we saw then later on, really in the prequels, it's more about finesse and, and movement and skill. As time went on, he got more and more about that. Uh, even then, like, you could even argue that either he lied to you or he just decided to change as far as what Darth Vader's origin was uh, in the way it's presented to you from the first movie to the second movie. Um, and it works. It's fine. I think it's one of the best freaking reveals ever, uh, to be fair. But you could... How many years were between Star Wars and, and then Empire? Three. Yeah, and we don't have a... And this is not... And I'm sorry. It's just... I get what you're saying, but... Yeah. But this... Those movies at the time did not have the backing of a of an extended universe, video games, sure. novels, comics, took risk. all these things that look. And, and we're talking about fighting styles. We now know, and you can see it from the film. W- there's different forms of lightsaber fighting. Sure, I mean that, that you, technically you see, was another you see thing. Kylo, that... Kylo Ren attacks from the bottom. Yeah, he starts at the I bottom and, ta- and and Ray attacks from the top. She raises yeah. her sword. Kylo lowers it. That's a that's that was a another issue style. that people had. Yeah, I like it. Which I I don't really care about this, but they said that all of a sudden Ray became the greatest lightsaber wielder ever, <laughs> and she barely knew how to well, hold one at the end of Force Awakens. Well, I mean, she had a great freaking battle in the first movie. I mean, shoot, in the first movie, mind you, she literally learns how to apparently take over someone's mind and give him commands with no training James whatsoever. Bond of all yeah. people, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I know. So, you know, there's there's that kind of if we want to go to nitpick mode on those I'm kinds not, of I'm things. I'm not. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah but the, I, I, John, you said a good thing though, and and Chris, you got to know that we we mean well when we say this. Whether you like Force Awakens or not, JJ really did set up. Oh, I agree. Something very nice. I I love Force Awakens. It and was I, just it was so harsh what what Ryan did. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, well, I feel like he took the things that. Like, look, I came out of that movie. When I came out of Force Awakens, I didn't care about Snoke. I'll be honest. I, I did not care two flips about Snoke. And I really didn't care about uh, General Huxley. Uh, Huxley. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still oh, alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did care about Ray. I cared about Finn. I cared about Kylo. And mm-hmm. I cared about, I wanted to see more Poe. That was the one big complaint I had about the first movie. It was like, you introduce Poe in the first scene. And then you kind of just shuttered him away for the rest of the movie until the very end, right? Like for a couple scenes you need. I mean. See, so I wanted to see those characters grow. And I, I guess the difference between at least me and Sean is I believe the first trilogy is the story about Luke, Leia and Han. That is that trilogy. I believe the initial, the prequel trilogy is the story of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Which is still um, the Skywalker yeah. saga, which is exactly this trilogy. Well, about. I mean, there, there are two things. And then now this is the story to me of Ray, Finn, and Kylo. It's, and then maybe also Poe. We can begin to put Poe in the conversation, too. You're right. But it's and, still and the I'm, Skywalker saga. I'm yeah, like, well, you you have a Skywalker in this movie. You do. He's the main and you bad technically guy will it. have one. Um, so I guess to me, it's like, look, I'm not crying that I don't have tons of Obi-Wan Kenobi in that original trilogy. Uh, because when I go back and I, you know, he is a guider. He, he is a teacher at that point, but he is not the focus of this thing. This is the story of Luke and his friends trying to save the galaxy. The first trilogy is about Obi-Wan and how his but actions lead to the downfall. You're, so a- you're absolutely true. I want to now see, you know, here is a new generation of people and how can they bring hope 
back to a galaxy. That's what it feels well, like bro, they're moving Well, towards, the new generation so. was um, Snoke, too. But we're, and another <laughs> sure. thing you're missing out but on. But he's not the most important. And though. you kind of said something at lunch that made me go, I don't know if he gets it. Yeah. It's Luke Skywalker. Sure. And he's great. And I love him. Do you understand the weight of I, what listen, Luke Skywalker is to this franchise? Do you, look, he's not Han Solo. Well, he's not Prince. He's Luke Skywalker. Listen, I, listen, I, I think, I think, while I wouldn't necessarily go about it the way they did, I, I think Luke, I think JJ and uh, Dingus, Ryan. Ryan had the right idea because Force Awakens, you start off with the uh, concept of Ray and, and Poe going, there were stories about what happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. Mm-hmm. And what what I think this movie does well is takes Luke and makes it where Luke gets to the point was um, Luke, the, the resistance doesn't need Luke to pick up a lightsaber and, and win the war. The resistance need, needs Luke to be that, dare I say, new hope. And that's what Luke did. Yeah. He ended up I, doing your I, right. I wish, look, I wish he didn't die. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't go shame on you, Ryan Johnson, for, for him dying. I think, I think Luke was ready to join the force. I don't think what he did, hologramming himself onto that planet, I don't think that killed him. Personally, I think, he, I think he was, Chris? I think he was just like, I did it. I'm ready to go. Well, you said I it, think he would have gladly survived that if he yeah. felt he could have. And you, when the, when the force, <clears throat> when you were accepted into the force, yeah, you don't die. It's almost like you've completed what you needed to hear. Yeah, and the force gets you. I feel Does like um, like the rhythm. I told <laughs> yeah, rhythm's gonna get this, you. Like, I felt like that <laughs> lesson, or as far as the way he executed that final battle to me, is like yeah, it was the final lesson for Luke Skywalker because. Luke, for a lot of the original trilogy, up into the final moments of the final battle there, you know, it's about this guy who's trying to suppress rage and anger and emotion, right? He's trying to be the Jedi. And every single time, it's like he gets the best of him, where it's, my friends are in trouble. I need to take off. Screw what you say, Yoda. I'm going off. I'm taking off. I'm going to save them. He ends up losing a hand comes back for the next movie he's like i'm going to save my father he gets up there and the moment darth vader tells him he knows he's got a sister and that he can corrupt her he goes ape and is about ready you know to do anything to kill and go to that moment right Mm -hmm. and even here in the beginning as they show in the backstory for him and ben it's like you have that moment where it's like he has that one second of doubt again where he's gonna give into the temptation of rage and wanting to control things instead of trusting that he can fix it through the force and now it's like coming out instead of getting on a spaceship and going across the galaxy and joining in the fight he projects his body and uses the power of the force and and passive you know actions to allow people to escape to completely regenerate the uh the whole entire rebellion and all 14 to, of them and to throw <laughs> yeah and to throw <laughs> off kylo ren in the same process uh, you know, and, and teach him a lesson of like what he what he refuses to to go. So like it's like you get to the I'm end of it. At you. Yeah, you get to the end of this, and it's like yeah, you can see why it's his time to go because it's like he finally realized you don't have to do everything but with Chris, a sword. But I think I will say you in know. fairness, I don't think I I, I think it it wouldn't have. Mm. I, I think it. 
I didn't think it served the story for him to die. It, it added nothing to it the story. To me, it didn't add moved anything. On. That's I, how I, I think. I, I think it was about moving on. I, I think he. I think he. Which I doesn't he really can. need to happen. <clears throat> I think so. But the beginning of it, when he when he shows up, I'm, yeah. I'm like, it, did he just use just for men? Right. <laughs> did Dan <laughs> Fouts go visit him? Well, there were a ton of. Uh, <laughs> if you go back and look, there are a ton of clues. There's like, a ton of clues when he's yes. walking on the. Uh, the it out doesn't there. turn red. Yeah, there's no red footsteps from the. From where he stabs. But it's like Kylo goes, I just yeah. broke that lightsaber. Yeah. Why didn't he say, I just broke that lightsaber? That's another big one. But yeah. it's like, but it's like. Don't think Luke could make another lightsaber? <laughs> Anyone doubting this? <laughs> that scene was epic. Yeah, it was. That was very cool, but I, I was, because of everything leading up to that, yeah. I was like, they're fixing See, it. he's fixing to die. And I like whatever, where, whatever this is, it's not going to end well for Luke. I like where it sets up because, like I said, we haven't had this before. Like Kylo Ren's in charge now. I think there's no doubt about that, right? He is leading the first order for, for both good and bad. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, and it's, and it's unfortunate. And it's like, I see as a whiny kid. Well, see, that's the point. Like we've always had this <clears throat> controlled person in charge of things that is methodical right. in thinking, which Kylo works, Ren is not that. And it's like, you need that teacher. I can show you the ways of the force. If, Listen, Kylo, if Kylo doesn't care, you're like, what is that going to be like? What is he willing to do now that he just thinks I don't think I'm going to go on emotion, pure rage. I don't, think that at all. I don't care <laughs> that, that that I don't think that at all. But that's if for you tell me if you tell me at the end of eight, we mm-hmm. have a Luke Skywalker who just who just saved the resist or saved the rebels, gave them hope. And he's still there in yeah. whatever capacity you have a Snoke who's now more established from a second movie. And a Kylo Ren in this ultimate battle that's going to happen, however it's going to play out. Yeah, I'm way more excited than I am about Kylo Ren versus Ray again. I think it would have been more effective. I'm not upset about it. I, I genuinely, but I think it would have been more effective for him to do what he did, come back to reality, and then c- communicate with Ray and say, "Come back and complete your training." Who knows? Because I mean, to be fair, he might end up training her in the next movie. I hope so. I hope he's not done as a character. I wouldn't be surprised. You know? I mean, but it's like, and that's, and, I don't, and, and, how are you okay with that? Like for real? I guess I, I'm just, I'm used it's to it. Skywalker. How are you okay with that? Because it's, because it's, it's an echo of what the movie has done. In but the it's past. a, it's a much needed echo. Um, no, what I mean, Obi-Wan is Obi-Wan I, you're to right, Yoda yeah. to, did the Jedi Masters die? They just die. Yeah. It's I, an echo. Whatever of you going. say, Yoda's awesome. <laughs> Obi-Wan's awesome. They're not Luke Skywalker. And if that's I, my see, if that's my fanboy just bleeding well, out see, right now. That's to me, that's that's, that's the thing like I wouldn't have and, done and it. I'll say this. That's all I but it didn't upset me. I wouldn't have done it myself. It it I'll say something like Doctor Who has prepared me for something I, like uh, hold on. I tune out when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda like it's that like, thing of like uh David Tennant, it's like very, three. <laughs> David Tennant, I mean, like, no, everyone's like this. Everyone's like, it, but it's the doctor. He has to be this. He has to do that. He always has to be what I think he is. Right. And there was a point with David Tennant, who is probably the most popular doctor now, I, I think in yeah. history could have stayed forever. And he turned around and he said, guys, I got to no, no, leave. You're right. You're because right. it's important for this thing to keep evolving past me. That that point you make is great. I just yeah. can't I can't equate Doctor Who to Star Wars. I don't know why. I'm sure there's some people who think I'm dumb for not being able to. Or I just think in, in this yeah. story you got to have Luke Skywalker maybe be in the last movie for it to kind of have a nice little bow on it. Sure. Uh, and he may end up being there though. Yoda didn't die until Return of the Jedi. Sure, but Obi-Wan died in the first movie. Right. 
I mean, so I kind of, I, I just view it as it's, it's part of things, right? When it's 900 years old, it just, you reach. It just good felt, you will not. It just didn't feel right, dude. I don't know why. Well, like I not, told, when he was disappearing, I went, no, 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 no. Well, actually, when, when they showed the image of the binary sunset and I was like, oh, that was when I knew I was like, oh, he's about to go because I was like, that was not on that planet. No, no, don't, don't do it. Don't. But yeah, I mean, but then again, there's like not to not to go back off topic from this, but um, yeah. <laughs> Jedi skyping. <laughs> That's now a thing. It's like my whole thing with this what was it bridging the connection with the force, right? Yeah. To me, all this is is interesting on another level because it, to me, it always goes back to George Lucas. Mm-hmm. What George Lucas got away with, what and what everything about this movie people love that you love Jedi skyping. You love Superman flying. You love hologramming yourself across the galaxy. Mm. That's all good. But you hate midichlorians. I think people hate that because it's like you're trying to take something that was mystical. And then, you but know, actually, like, but, and that's but, what but I, actually, I really enjoyed that. This it's movie. not it's not mystical because how does Jabba the Hutt resist force power because mm. of faith, something mystical or something in his DNA? Because of Hutt. In Heir to the Empire, they had these creatures that were able to stave off force power. That's why that's why Grand Admiral Thon, Thrawn always had them around him. I forget what the creatures were called. That's science. So, I that's I, science. Look, I love science. And that's science. I'm, that's but, not faith. That's science. But we're talking so, about the universe that, like, again, if we're going to go on the science, it's like there are so I'm many saying, times there, there are contradictions in the world of science to that. And I think what I enjoyed was the him. It's like... This movie, as far as when they talked about the Force in that one scene with Luke and, and uh, Ray, I think it got back to what people like about the idea, at least, of the Force. It's like, look, the important thing is it's this thing that exists. It's everywhere. It's within you. There's a balance to it. There, And, you know, it is greater than you would ever be. And that's what yeah, matters. Yeah, but what, what he also basically said was it basically yeah. regulates biology. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, there so were, in a sense, the midichlorians and this... He mm-hmm. went. He he went down the science route. Well, just like midichlorians. No, it's it's all a re saying of the force. It, I am the force, and uh, the force is one with me. All it's I'm saying, I believe that we will win. All I'm right? saying is, in regards to George Lucas, George Lucas is sitting there right now, going, <laughs> "I told you I wasn't the problem." <laughs> I don't believe D- that. Despite every the prequels and the first and and the and the original trilogy, they felt Star Warsy. Because it was the guy. He was yeah. directly involved. Um, JJ's movie wasn't perfect. A lot of people say it was a, almost a clone of Star Wars. New Hope. Yep. Of New Hope. Fair, fair criticism or not, but it was still, still, it, it, like I said, I think what I liked about it the most was it, it, it kind of had an alley oop for the second movie. Sure. Which Ryan just com- completely missed. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. But there were glimpses of, of possible greatness in this movie. Mm hmm. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what JJ is going to go. He's going to no, no, no. Snoke's not dead. <laughs> you see, that's the, that's the point. He's coming back for the next movie, right? I, I heard I that know. JJ was. Yeah, I JJ. He, is. Oh, JJ is. Yes, yes. he's on. He's uh, he actually the other day he pitched his uh, the day of the actual release was when he pitched his uh, episode nine script to Bob Iger. Okay. So well, here's I mean here's why we're kind of talking about this at length um, and why it's so divided. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 93% fresh rating. Sure. But the user score, 
mm-hmm. and other scores similar to it on other sites, the user score is 56%. Yeah. When it came to Force Awakens, the user score was 80, yeah. 89% versus the critic score of 93. Rogue One was one point lower with an 87. A lot of people are trying to blame this on people who wait. Who, who allegedly hate the social justice agenda of this movie or, yeah, I've seen or they're blaming that they're blaming it on bots or some kind that of that could be a very true thing. But I think, <laughs> I think Disney would be unwise mm. to ignore what a lot of people out there are dismissing as fanboy butthurt. I, I think that would be a serious agree, mistake. Man. See, I, I don't want that. And I, I'll tell you why, because Chris, you don't want fan, what? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hear me out, hear me out. You don't want what? I don't want people, I don't want the decisions to be made on fans because I have watched, no, no, I mean this. I have watched Marvel go from something that when it first started releasing its movies, I really enjoyed. And now everything is starting to feel like a freaking carbon copy of one thing. They all got the jokes. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of sacrifice coming from main characters. I don't feel like they take the risks that are are there. The last thing, no, the last thing I remember that I loved from them, like truly, truly love, I will watch that movie whenever it comes on, is Captain America Winter Soldier. And I feel like it's because that movie took a lot of risk and does a lot of cool, unique things. That movie sucked. That's that's John's favorite Captain America. I'm kidding. That was a good movie. Yeah. So, um, okay. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of like, to me, that's the danger of things I see. Like, if you just give in the fan service and that's all you I ever didn't say. Do. I didn't yeah. say bow yeah. to the fans. But don't dismiss it, dude. I don't want, let's put the it this fans way. Are, I don't, hold on. I don't want someone setting up the Star Wars uh, saga of films, if you will, for, for the future, basically in the idea of how simply do we keep the person happy to make sure that they keep coming back and spending money. I want them to do what George Lucas did oh, back man. in the day, They're which not, is though, Chris. No, See, I'm, I'm I, going hon, hon. I want them to do what George Lucas was. His original intent was star Wars, which was to allow him and his young director friends who wanted a shot to make their own unique uh, spin on a whole entire universe. And that's what was cool was that George let his friends take risks for better or worse, and he was willing to stand by them. That's what was cool about George. You know, <laughs> if you and, think he didn't have a hand in yeah. that. Well, he, he got it, but his, at the same beard time. was pretty cool, too. I mean. With his little chin. I think he understood, but I'm I, not the only great director out there. I have our I think you're over-analyzing what we're actually saying. Yeah. I'm not saying bow down to the mob. Never. Mm. You, you, from From everything I've ever said about you know, loot boxes, all that stuff. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about bowing down to a mob. I'm talking about conflating the mob with reasonable criticism. And that reasonable criticism is JJ Abrams giving you these amazing characters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as, as amazing as people believe empire is, Mm -hmm. it didn't cut anything. It didn't cut anybody in half cut luke's it, hand in half <laughs> it, it 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 took lucas's characters and developed them sure this one takes takes abram's stuff and develops Some half of, of it yeah mm-hmm. and i i think fans are reasonably disappointed mm-hmm. and i think it's a legitimate criticism saying that you robbed us of what you promised us if that's what hey if that's what you want to focus on i i'm not gonna get in your way of saying that Personally, I'm going to be the guy who's like, when I go to a movie, 
The thing that interests me is three checks. The only thing that interests me, I come in and I say, <laughs> are the characters interesting? Do I care about them? Do I feel like they're inve- I'm invested in their sake? And is the story interesting? You know, those are the things I'm looking at. I want to go on a journey and it doesn't matter if we're talking about something that is like dumb and dumber or, or this, those are the basic tenets that I, I take to every movie. If you're not, you know, like when I, when I look at justice league, justice league didn't have a story that was very logical, but it's saving grace was it's characters, how they came together and talked sometimes wasn't perfect, but they were interesting. And I was rooting for them by the end of the film. Unlike when I was watching Batman versus Superman, I didn't really care what was happening to anyone by the end of that movie, yeah, uh, what's sad which is, is why I had a big problem with it. I remember how I felt watching Batman versus Superman, and I think I kind of felt like that watching this okay. movie. And hey, it, fair it's enough. very disturbing to me because I am such a fanboy of Star yeah. Wars. It's never going to be, well, you didn't do this and this because it's like even J.J. Abrams has had that, right? With, with Star Trek... There are a ton of people out there, Casey included, that they hate J.J. Abrams' Star Trek because it's not their Star Trek from the 1960s or the 1990s. That's what they're judging. It's like, you didn't make the thing the way we like it. Uh, instead, it's Bro. instead of judging, did J.J. tell you an interesting story? Did he give you a new perspective? You're right. Good characters. And that's John the just I said, judge. Force Awakens, we were yeah. okay with. Exactly. This movie, now if this movie had been the first one, everything you're saying is fair. It's like, yeah. let's give it a chance. Let's see how I play it. This is the second movie of the new movies. I honestly yeah. think Colin Trevorrow mm-hmm. looked at what they were doing here and said, you expect me to work with this? Hmm. I think they brought J.J. Abrams back because mm-hmm. I think they expected this. I think they saw this coming. Mark Hamill. I'm very interested in seeing the Star Wars experience coming up next year. Mark Hamill. Hamill. They're not the only ones. From what I've heard, the big thing with Kathleen Kennedy is if you basically put your foot down and you tell her, this is what I'm going to do or else I'm going to walk, she's going to say, there's the door. Well, Mark Hamill was not happy with reading the script. Yeah, that's what he said. There's a conspiracy that I told Chris about today that I don't believe in conspiracies. Mark Hamill fell to the dark side. But you're going to put it out? I'm going to put it out there for your own judgment. <laughs> There's apparently a video. He of, doesn't believe it, but he's going to yeah. Mark at the premiere before the premiere. He's happy and giddy, and he's like, this is the premiere. It's his Star Wars baby. He's jumping. And then there's an interview directly after he watches it, and Johnson's sitting there, and Mark's sitting next to him. Johnson's talking. He's doing the interview, and Mark Hamill just looks like, what in the heck did they do to my character? Almost like him going to the light or, or to the force. Because if if you go, wasn't he, when his back to it, when it actually happened? Yes, it was. They're saying they pulled like a Bret Hart, Vince McMahon on him. The title changed hands without even somebody knowing, yo. Mark didn't know he was going to die. Mark didn't know. From one of, <laughs> I did hear, from what I heard, yes, when he first read the script, he, he had problems with it until yeah. Ryan talked to him about it. And he's at least been supportive. Um, Adam Driver, though. I really like Adam Driver. Adam Driver's so, outstanding. Yeah, well, I was gonna he's say, a great actor. I was going to say, um, when... When uh, Kylo Ren pulled away from the trigger to shoot his mom, Han Solo was like, you didn't hesitate for me. <laughs> I think it's going to come out that Han pushed the button. <laughs> That's funny. All That's right. what's going to make Kylo turn. We ready to wrap this up? Never. Never. Okay. Well. But I, I hope you guys understand are. that. Like, watch the movie. We don't have any uh, 
emails this week. So instead of rolling everything, I don't think in, I have any Twitters. I want to. We'll just either. yeah. Uh, if you want to hit us up, you can always hit us up at uh, Weekly Games Chat on both Twitter and Facebook.com. Um, if you want to email us your questions, tell us what you think of Star Wars. Uh, you know, tell these two guys they're wrong, or tell me I'm an idiot. I don't care. Um, do so in a polite way, though, please. Did uh-huh. I mention I like this movie? Mm-hmm. I do. You still haven't said what your score would be. <laughs> He's a, you're so big on scores. Come on. Movies are different. I've, oh, never, I've never really oh, put a okay. score on a okay, movie. Okay. Um, you can write in those thoughts to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. If they have a rating system, why don't you drop us a review or rating? It helps people find the show as they search these different services. Until next time, I believe we'll go ahead and say Merry Christmas to all those who are getting merry next week. Happy holidays to everyone who doesn't acknowledge the Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy Hanukkah, you know, Ramadan. Put on your (laughs) yarmulke. Kwanzaa, I don't care. Box Day, I don't know, is that a thing? Festivus. Uh, Boxer Day, that's what it is, or whatever. Yeah, Uh, Festivus, yeah. Gotta love Festivus. Uh... And like I said, next week, if you want to hear some music, tune in. If not, we will see you in 2017. No, Chris, 2018. Oh, yeah, 2018. I'm going back in Learned time. my first drugs. Hey, <laughs> why's the room blurry? Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody have a have a great holiday. Have a happy new year. Yes. Thank you so much roll for listening. Tide. Well, we don't know. Well, roll Tide. I can't not say it back. Dang Damn it. it. <laughs> uh, and hunker down, I guess, huh? I'll play who's, who's, who's hunkering down? That would be Georgia. They hunker down. Do they? You never heard them say that? I thought it was just between the hedges or something. That's the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man. That's so funny. Bye, yeah, you. but we'll be able to have some uh, college football playoff talk. Playoff? Playoffs? I'm in the playoffs in my fancy football. Oh, and uh, to, to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I got. <laughs> anyways, um. Until next year, we'll say game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. Here's hoping for a Snoke novel. Oh, <laughs> it could happen. Game on, John. It Your should mom- happen now. They'd make some money now. <laughs> Your mom's backs. <laughs> what? Backs. <laughs> Your mom's backs. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. I'm going to just let that stand. <laughs> All right, then. Peace out.